Tomahawk to you, everyone. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name Bone is Garrett to- Smith. Bone Tomahawk from me over here. That's the voice of Dan Scully, the guy you know that's also here. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We are back uh, just a week later because we got a special bonus pod for you. We want to get it out as quickly as we can mm. because this is... I like is... the abbreviated version of podcast. Yeah, baby. It's a pod. bonus pod. Bonus pod, baby. Bonus pod. Bonus pod. Coming at you hot off the movie movie press line uh, because we have the probably most hotly debated film of the year. Other than Batman v Superman, maybe? Before it came out, I mean? This one is is equally hotly debated, but yes. this one's more controversial. Yes. Because the reasons why it was debated yes. like actually have more weight in real life than why the Batman one was debated debated. Yeah, you know? you're right, so you're right. That was this is definitely the most controversial film of the year so far, which is insane. Insane because it's a silly fun time. It's such a great oh, it was such a good time in the movies. We are talking about 2016. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I don't even know how to refer to this movie. It's just Ghostbusters, it's I Ghostbusters. guess. That was my joke online yeah. was, hey, it's the best Ghostbusters since 1984, because technically it's the only literal Ghostbusters yeah, that's since true. 1984. Well, it's the the thing about, about this that, that uh, it, it's not a reboot in the sense that we took the old toys, right. shined them up, right. and then had new people play with them. We just took the old toys and had new people play with Pulled them. Pulled them back out. And so that's that, to me, redefines the reboot in a little bit of a way. Yeah. We, we didn't go RoboCop with it, right. where we tried to make it sleek for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. We just took the same thing and and made it modern in that way, if that right. makes any sense. It's not like uh, it's not just like, hey, brighter, faster, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It, it is those things to some extent, but it feels like those things live inside the Ghostbusters universe that I know but and love. Total Recall remake, RoboCop remake, that's not Total Recall. Right. That's not RoboCop. Right. Um, yes, by name, they are Total sure. Recall and RoboCop, but they're not. Right. This is definitely Ghostbusters. This is definitely this Ghostbusters. Is, this is Ghostbusters. It feels like Ghostbusters mm-hmm. to me. It it. it Pretty much immediately too. Like the the, I, the opening scene of the movie is uh, you know their version of the library sequence. We'll say from the beginning of of Ghostbusters, but it's wholly different. Mm-hmm. It, it is not a repeat of the library sequence. Uh, it is effectively scary in ways that. The older I've gotten, uh, I don't think the opening to the original Ghostbusters is. As a kid, it definitely was. Uh, but this one, even as an adult, I thought was a pretty effectively scary sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends on a perfect Ghostbusters note, which is just a zoom in on someone screaming as the yep. music ramps as up. As the music starts. That's Ghostbusters. That is 100% that is what Ghostbusters. That is. That is, think about that. That is a cheesy, weird thing to do to start your movie, if you think about it. To have like this opening thing. That's and then the cold the, open for every horror movie. Yes. The first scare. Yes. That's always the way. Before yep. the it's the first scare, and then we hit it. Halloween yeah. did it. Scream did it. Freddy did it. Everybody does it. And they do it as on the nose as they possibly mm-hmm. could. It's a literal ramping zoom into a screaming person's face. Mm-hmm. The music. It works. It fucking works. And that is so much what Ghostbusters is. Is this very... I don't know. It's like this meand- it meanders through style and tone in a way that I can't really describe accurately. And that is the magic of the first movie, that somehow all of these... 
little style choices, the idea that it's a little bit horror, a little bit science fiction, uh, a, a little bit comedy, all these things sort of cohere like, into some of magic. Weird tech steampunk. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That is definitely part of Ghostbusters allure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, that they're, that they're blue collar, right? It's a very blue collar story, too. Uh, there's sort of firemen that are, are taking out ghosts. All those things that should be disparately weird and not work together cohere into something kind of beautiful and amazing that just works, even if it doesn't seem like it should. And this movie achieved that. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, are we going to agree? Are we spoiling? I think we should spoil. I think we should spoil because I think if you're listening to this, you have seen the movie. And yes. I think you should see I the movie. I think you should go see the movie and listen to go this. Go see it. Come back yeah. to it if you haven't. And also... And here's, um, you know what? Let's preface it really quick then. For anybody... Go ahead. Hit me with. Oh, oh no! I was say. just gonna say uh, we are still running our contest oh, from yes. the last episode, so we are still looking for more entries into the uh, musicians that appear in movies. Yes, we want to know um, your favorite uh, appearance by a musician in a movie. Why you like them and where you're from, and the winner gets to pick uh, the topic for one of our upcoming episodes. Yeah. So if you want to play that game still, you can tweet it at us at I like two movie or with the us. number two or email us at I like two movie at gmail.com. So we're still going to be accepting entries for that we already for have the a next few. Like, week and a half or so. So definitely do that, and uh, we'll, we'll read plenty on the air, and we'll pick one to win yeah it's gonna be fun so definitely stick around for that now where are you going i just wanted well, to i was gonna say it. i think i want people to stick with us for a second if they haven't seen the movie for some reason you haven't seen the new ghostbusters yet why don't we preface it by saying if you have been holding back on seeing it for any reason at all you should not you should go see it it is a better more enjoyable movie than you think it's going to be no matter what your reason for not wanting to see it is whether that it has to do with them being women whether that has to do with it being a remake of something that you love from your childhood it is better almost than it has any right to be. Yeah. Uh, it really works, and you should see it. Well, it answers it. all those questions. The women are funny. It's definitely a Ghostbuster. You know, it, it, it is what it is. It, it, it succeeds on all of those. And I think the thing that makes it so approachable for me is that there is a level of fan service in it that I, I actually don't think has been done better in the world of reboots. There is just enough. And the stuff that's there doesn't come across as as... It, it doesn't come across so much as fan service. It comes across as a true love for the source material. I get the feeling that the writers, directors, and actors all do love Ghostbusters. And so whereas this is by nature of any... I mean, literally any movie ever made by a studio, it is a cash grab. It's not a cynical cash grab. This is made with a clear sense of reverence toward the original. And no matter what your reasons for not seeing it, I think that is enough of a reason to give it your time. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know, I just, I mean, we'll talk about it, we want to spoil it though, so I don't want to leave anybody that hasn't seen it yet uh, without anything to hear from us. It is, it is, it was really funny, like I really enjoyed the the humor of it, but more than that, it just feels like Ghostbusters, and mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe that other than they just, they figured out what the, 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 whatever the core thing that makes Ghostbusters work is, whatever that thing is, which I think is the characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked the characters in this, and they are distinct and different from the characters in the original Ghostbusters movie, which is good, uh, but they're just as likable, and I like spending time with them, and I want to see them in more movies, and I want to play with their action figures and take on their personas. Uh, that is what it nails. 
And in doing so, it actually feels like a Ghostbusters movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I think people should give it a shot. And actually, a lot of people, I think, did. It made almost $50 million this opening weekend, which is nothing to, you know, uh, maybe not the huge success the studio was looking for, but is a pretty strong opening for a movie that was so hotly debated. Whatever money it doesn't make in opening, it's going to make over time. It's going to last because as the buzz happens, as folks see it again, I know you've seen it twice now. You know, people will go see it again. It is going to get legs. And when that hits uh, home video and it hits, uh, you know, HBO, people are definitely going to watch it. Um, it, it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have any sort of uh, there's no wall between it and you. And I think that as a fan of Ghostbusters for my entire life, it pleases me. But someone who has no clue what Ghostbusters is it will bring them into the fold. 100%. That, that's 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 a successful reboot. Um, you, you, you talked in your article that you wrote about how it's like it, it doesn't have any of the cynicism that has marred so many remakes no, that we've there's seen. there's none of that. Well, it doesn't, it, like I said, it doesn't try to shine up this, the old toy box. It just opens the old toy box again and says, here's some new people that want to play with your favorite toys. And so they do. And, I mean, yeah, they do add some other things to it, but I feel like the the remake that 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 would put it a you know equivalent to all of these other remakes, there wouldn't be these weird sloppy laser beams coming out of the proton packs. They'd be sleek rifles of pew pew. You know, it would look cool. It would look hip. Everything would look tight. But in this, they're wearing uh, I'm going to call them SEPTA jumpsuits because that's what I refer to public transportation as. But New York public transportation jumpsuits, they're wearing those. You know, like janitor outfits, which they in, they initially wear just to protect themselves from slime. Um, you know, it none of it is is made to look. You know, they didn't they didn't uh, round the edges or or put edges where it was round. It, right. it is Ghostbusters design. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, and I actually well, okay. So we can we can like start jumping into spoilers. I think if you haven't seen it yet, uh, go check it out. It is worth it. Check it out in three D if you can. I thought the three D was really fun and interesting. That was why I saw it a second time. Somebody gave it a positive review on the 3D. They do some really interesting, unique stuff with it. Go check it out. It's it's a fucking fun, funny movie. We are now about to spend an hour spoiling the shit out of this oh, yeah. great, enjoyable movie. Well, people always accuse me of liking everything. <laughs> and I think the reason why I like everything is because the, the bar to clear for me is not very high. Yeah. Really, the only thing that it ever has to clear is, was I entertained for the, the majority of the runtime? Yes. And uh, for this one, I actually put up criteria. There was two pieces of criteria. It's so simple. Does it feel like Ghostbusters and was it funny? Yeah. Bar cleared. Done and done. Done and done. It's very funny and it does feel like Ghostbusters as we cover. 100%. Uh, and, you know, I. so here's the other thing. Uh, if anybody's still with us that hasn't seen it, but even if you have... Uh, a lot. I've got to. T- I, I've been able to talk to like my sister went to see it. Uh, uh, one of my ex girlfriends went to see it. Uh, a couple of my best friends went to see it. That are women. Uh, they all loved this in a way. One of my friends said uh, uh, she had just seen the f- the original for the first time oh, earlier cool. this year because this I'm one like was coming out. Of people who can still right? do that. You know? Yeah, and she enjoyed the first one. She thought it was really fun. She thought it was really funny. She just really enjoyed it. Really liked that movie. She texted me after she saw this one last night, and she was like, "I connected with this movie." in such a huge way that I I just I wasn't even capable of connecting with the other one. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the other one. She was like it was very funny. That's a good funny movie. But this like she was like I loved this. I felt like I was watching myself on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is if nothing else the idea that this huge pop culture beast of Ghostbusters that you and I got to grow up with and play characters as when we were on the playground 
now there's a generation of women that get that. Oh, and yeah. not only that, but they're the first Ghostbusters to literally fight ghosts or women. Right? Oh, yeah. In the original two... <laughs> they fist fight ghosts. Yeah. In the original two, they're firemen. They just yeah. stand still and spray hoses at them. Mm. In this, they, they straight up get into hand-to-hand combat with ghosts, and it's women that do that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's now... And, and see, that's the big... And, I, and this is my biggest argument against the people that pushed against this for the gender yes. thing is... Hit me. When I got home... From Ghostbusters 2016, I double-checked my shelf, and wouldn't you know it, my Ghostbusters 1984 DVD was still there. It's still watchable. It still is exactly the same. None of the movie changed. Oh, thanks, man. It's 100% the same movie as it always was, just as enjoyable. And lo and behold, furthermore, Ghostbusters 2, part of the same box set, the DVD remained on my shelf. It still played, and it contained the exact same movie as before. So really, the only thing that has happened with this new one coming out is we've we've made it more palatable for a bigger audience. We've expanded. So it. now more people can the other half of the world yes. can love Ghostbusters. No, they, not that they didn't love Ghostbusters, but can love it in the way that that I have since I was born. Yeah, I mean, wh- you know, that's, a, that's never a bad thing. No, unless of course you're an not. asshole. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand why that would ever be a bad thing. And it, it, it's this interesting thing where men do not have to think about this or consider this very often because most movies it's a wash with us. Well, yeah. most movies are about men, so we see ourselves represented all the time. We don't think about the fact that the reason we connect so much, like truly connect with most of the movies we love, is because they're about men, and so we understand their experience in a particular way. Uh, and I think that this movie, you know, delivers that to the other gender. It delivers that to the other half. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, they're seeing themselves, they can connect with it in a way that probably you or I are never even going to be able to connect mm-hmm. with it, you know? I mean, there was, like, I was able to connect with it on the basic levels of friends growing apart yeah. and then coming together, which we'll, we'll get into that. I yep. liked that, Me that too. tweak on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just a certain female bond that I, I'm just not going to get. No. But what's weird is is it doesn't, it doesn't divorce me from the no. film in any way, which is a good thing. And I can't imagine Ghostbusters ever divorced women from it. No, but I just never would consider that that you know that they don't get. To, there was a tweet that I actually retweeted that I thought was really really funny. From I don't know who Allison Bennett is. Okay, but uh, oh, she's a writer for You're the Worst on FXX. So oh. at Bennett Lee, and uh, her tweet is regarding Ghostbusters. Do you know how many times, I, as a kid, I would play Ninja Turtles and get stuck being April? Good luck, boys. You Kevin now. <laughs> that's so I love funny. it. Because that's true. Like yep. playing Ghostbusters. Oh, you're a girl. You're Janine. Mm-hmm. Well, we get to be Kevin now. Yeah. Which is you know not a bad thing. He's wonderful. No, but, he's, uh, he's definitely an idiot. He's an idiot, and that's. But you know, you gotta love that, right? Like the only two men that anybody might want to play if they're a kid on the playground in this movie would be. Kevin or Rowan, either a complete fucking idiot or a complete fucking asshole. Who both at some points are the bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two characters you could play as a man, which is essentially the same way women have been treated in most movies about men for all of time that we love. They're just a a side character that's relegated to a stereotype of their sex. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's it's not always a bad thing. No. But it's a pervasive thing. Yes. And so to have it flipped is like, you know, I just have an understanding of it that I didn't last exactly. week. So yeah. that's cool. And I love that. I thought it was like so enjoyable to me. And like you brought up the idea of like the the maybe we can call it the feminine bond that the women share in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you or I probably can't connect with necessarily in the way that a lot of women probably are. But 
I really enjoyed seeing that on screen. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed seeing women represented in that way. It as, feels new. Yeah, and as like having each other's back no matter what. And, and, and the idea that their history, again, we'll talk about this, but that their histories, they're able to overcome them almost instantly based on just the true power of their friendship, mm -hmm. um, which feels like something very feminine to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's just so interesting. Well, forgive me if I'm wrong. Yeah. This could sound awful, but I'm okay. going to say it anyway. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, this, two we're two men talking about this. That's what we're doing. That's fine. I have seen a trend where when I see two women that are friends, it's very quick. It's a very quick trigger that can cause them to just hate. Mm-hmm. But it's also a very quick trigger to cause the return. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that is explored a little bit here. Not in a way that, that is as condescending as I made it sound. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but, you know, it, it is a stereotype that I, I think exists for, I guess, a reason. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> well, right. Mulaney has a great bit where he said, I don't think you can force women to be friends. They can be friends. He's like, but they couldn't do like an Ocean's Eleven heist together. Because <laughs> they would just say passive aggressive things to one another and it would stop the robbery. And <laughs> it's, of course, being playful. It's a joke. Yes. But I think there is some of that explored here. Um, should we get into the plot? Let's get into the plot. Because in the original Ghostbusters, their friendships are all pretty much established. Pre-established. through their interactions, yeah. how they relate to one another, who they are. And none of the, none of the uh, story is really based on any one or two characters' arcs. It's the arc of the unit that mm -hmm. is the Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. It is one where New York's a character. It's mm -hmm. the arc of them you know, dealing with supernatural stuff and then becoming you know, fans of the Ghostbusters. This one is actually about a friendship. Yes. It is about, so there's Aaron, which is Kristen Wiig, yes. and Abby, which is um, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yep. And back in the day, they wrote a supernatural uh, book. What was it called? It was called... Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, Ghosts from Our Past, both literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing yeah. uh, in, in what it says about the plot, too. Yeah. And so they do that, but we, we understand that they've parted ways, mm -hmm. whereas Abby kind of stuck with it. Erin uh, got a, a stuffy job where she's not really well-respected, what with her being a woman in academia. Right. But she's playing the game, yep. so she can do it. She ditched and all that parapsychology. Paranormal psychology she ditched, ditched it behind her. passion her. to play the yep. game. And now this book is coming back. To and haunt her. To haunt her. <laughs> uh, fig uh, literally and figuratively, <laughs> this ghost from her past has come up to haunt her. And so it forces her to confront her old friend to say, hey, stop selling the book. I'm about to get tenure. Basically, stop stop pushing this thing that we did passionately. Don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me in front of the boys. Mm -hmm. And, of course, <laughs> then they see a ghost, and it's mm -hmm. so great, the video that oh. was released. Mm -hmm. Ghosts are real! <laughs> ghosts are real! But uh, So it, it explores that, and the whole thing is about them kind of rediscovering their love for one another. Right. It's, it's her rediscovering her passion for the paranormal, right? But... Actually, that's something that never left her. That's what we really find out. That her passion for the paranormal never left. It just needed to be reignited. However, her friendship with Abby had truly run run a dry of land, well, I think right? She, she rejected it purposefully yeah. because she just needed to cut all the ties with that. Right. And that's... And so the real story becomes her actual, not reconnection with her love of the paranormal, but her love for Abby, really. That, that's ultimately what it's about. And I thought that was great. And, and for the most part, I think they really achieved telling that story throughout the movie in a way that didn't overpower mm -hmm. the Ghostbusters movie that was happening, um, only enhanced it, really. And without being too cheesy, there's a couple moments where they might, you know, it, it feels maybe like classic Hollywood stuff, but that's what this is. This is yeah. Hollywood cheese. That's what Ghostbusters is. And I think it doesn't sideline the other characters either. No. Um, I do like that Kate McKinnon's character, and this is, this is kind of interesting in and of itself. Kate McKinnon is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. 
in this movie, it could be argued that she is or isn't. It yep. doesn't matter. Nope. It's not really a part of her character. Nope. But it's definitely not not part of her character. Yes. In that she is a completely non-sexualized character. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, where it gets important because that is another thing you don't see that often. That's right. And so she just isn't. She's just the the tech geek goofball. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, I guess, I mean... It would be cheap to relegate each character to who they would be in and the original Ghostbusters. Ultimately, and I, I really don't think you can because they all kind of shift. Yeah, um, you know, there's certain things that are similar, but I think if you take four, you're always going to end up making that connection, whether it's there or not. Yep. But she is definitely a new character, mm-hmm. but she is the standard character that you usually get in men, which is goofy tech geek. That's the comic relief. Yep. Now, they're all really funny in this. Yes. But uh, that character is never sexualized. No. And uh, no matter how you do it with a woman, she is. This mm-hmm. one's not. That's yeah. impressive. I also, the thing that I liked most about McKinnon, and I think this is true of all four of the main women in the movie, but it's most apparent with McKinnon's character, and I think this is like truly a wonderful thing that this movie does and brings to the screen, it lets these women be weird mm-hmm. without ever calling them weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime women are weird in movies... It's it's a detractor. She's crazy. She's crazy. She's weird. Women shouldn't be weird. Women should be matronly. And did, these women get to be weird, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They just get to be weird and smart and smart. They're not idiots. No. Actually, one of my favorite things about the movie, and and I love movies that do this to me because in in my heart of hearts, I'm a curmudgeon, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be, and I fight against it all the time, and it's there. But I felt so positive leaving this movie. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I felt so positive leaving this movie was Leslie Jones. Oh, yeah. Because she is 100% the coolest, nicest, friendliest, no matter what. And what I love about that is no matter what's going on in their little group, she's the first one to be like, no, you're right. Yeah. No, you look good. No, you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is what we do. We're the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Oh, that's so key to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that... Actually, I think if there's one thing that that is an arc of the Ghostbusters in the original film, yeah. is they all have to make peace with the fact, we're not freaks, we're the Ghostbusters. Right, right. And they brand themselves. Mm-hmm. And there is a little bit of that here, totally. but it's just made you know with a separate depth because of the gender swap. I think so. And coming out of that, I just felt so positive. Oh, me too. And with the we were talking about how this year, every movie, the theme is... Uh, you know, pride in in one's one's strangeness. Yeah. You know, looking into yourself, figuring out what's wrong with you, getting rid of that, mm-hmm. figuring out what people say is wrong with you, and deciding that it's not, mm-hmm. and being, you know, being proud of it. Yeah. That is a Ghostbusters thing. Totally. Um. When uh when people push back against the the framing of Leslie Jones's character in the trailers, mm-hmm. and her response was, "This isn't a black thing. This, it's a Ghostbusters thing. We're yep. Ghostbusters." Yep. That is, if anything. To me, the the thesis of all things Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and at least what it represented to me growing up, yeah. I loved it. It was strange. Yeah, it's the same reason I loved Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. It was just strange, and for me, Ghostbusters somehow became for everybody, and now literally is. It, yeah, <laughs> it's so it's good. amazing. Yeah. I, I like. I love the idea. I don't know. I just love the idea that women are getting to see themselves in what is ostensibly an action comedy, a thing that is so rare to star women. It has before. It's not like it's a first. Um, but like really highlights you know like there okay so there's the Charlie's Angels movies right those we could say are action comedies starring women but that is part of that whole series and and those characters is they're being defined by their sexuality in that to some extent mm-hmm. and there's none of that here um they're 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 strictly being defined by their personalities 
which it like that's what everybody wants. That's all anybody wants. They want representation on the screen. They want to see themselves as they see themselves, which is just a complete human that yep. is three dimensional and has pains and sorrows and joy and dreams on the screen. And that I I. This can't be the first movie to do that for women, but it feels like the biggest movie to do that for women. I to mean, me. it's happening more often. Yeah, but I mean, this is definitely one that. Bec- I mean, because of the reaction. Yeah, there was a group of people that want to claim ownership of mm-hmm. it, and it's it's and it's funny too. It's the argument I always say when people go, "Superman wouldn't do that." It's like, well, you don't own him, and he just did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just watched him do that, uh-huh. so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so when people say things like, "Oh, this isn't the real Ghostbusters," yes, it is. Yep, it absolutely is. 100% and you can is. get on the get on board. Yep, you can get and. And they earned it. That's the thing oh, yeah, is they good. ultimately earned it anyway. It's not at all disrespectful no. to the old ones. In fact, it's the opposite. Yeah. It is 100% respectful, but it's not weighed down by it either. Yeah. I think that uh, what you're talking about with the gender thing makes such a... Uh, there's a lot of commentary in this that I wonder if it was added after the fact right. or if they predicted the pushback, yep. which I think it's probably a little bit of both. There's a lot of commentary about that pushback. Yes. I mean, they literally look at YouTube comments uh-huh. and make fun of them. The bad guy literally has the same manifesto as that spree killer who's like, yep. women don't love me. You know? yep. I mean, it's not necessarily women. He says but it's, the world. But the world is against me, and I'm the one who deserves the love. And but literally like, replace the world with women, and it's yeah. the same speech. It's the same fucking thing. Yep. And all that's in there, but never at any point was it a thing. It wasn't the message of the it movie. Didn't feel like, but I like I got that message, yep. but it wasn't beating me with no. it. I, I always say like, you know, true equality will come when you know when when we can get a movie like Brokeback Mountain, and the fact that they're homosexual isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just they're people. This is a love story. When mm-hmm. we get there, that's when equality has happened. It's gonna be a while because oh, yeah. it's always gonna be a thing. And for this. All beforehand, we all kept going, oh, man, the fact that it's girls is a thing. And, mm-hmm. and it was a thing. Mm-hmm. But the movie does not treat it as a thing. Not at all. And that, to me, is huge progress mm-hmm. because they didn't treat it as a thing. They were able to comment on it being a thing. And yep. I was able to get the message without feeling browbeaten or defensive about it. Totally. That's that's really, really impressive. I, I totally agree. I like I honestly, and I know you didn't quite feel this way, but I felt more browbeaten by the self-referential, let's make sure we reference a lot of stuff in the original movie. Oh, yeah. Than I did by them trying to be trying to comment on the reaction. I don't want to say that I. I mean, I will say there was some sloppiness in the references to yeah, the original. Yeah. But in terms of these things, I, I I would say the two movies that ever did this kind of thing correctly, where it it referenced the original without really beating you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was respectful. Were this and the Evil Dead remake. Mm. Both of them had enough, just enough fan service. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't get by without it. Right. If there's no fan service, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what? I'd give it to the Star Trek reboot. Mm. The The first one had just enough fan service, but just enough to welcome new people into the fold. And I, I would say those three really did it. And Ghostbusters, you know, more than the rest of them, had to have that fan service. Yeah, oh, it did. It absolutely did. Whether we want to admit it or not, if I mean, there was a point of uh, Ernie Hudson doesn't show up till the very end. Yeah. If he did, and I was getting the feeling like, does he not show up? That would have been a huge fucking problem for me. Mm-hmm. That's a star right off the end. You know, mm-hmm. like that would have been a very, very big issue. But you know, they went f- and so. Th- what I'm saying is fan service is important in a property like this. Yeah. You do need that. But if I wasn't a fan already and I just watched it for the first time, I would be completely a Ghostbusters fan. I think I'm of the... Uh, and this is a personal taste thing. I'm definitely of the mind that like a movie like this would have worked for me 
better without any of the fan service, mm. if that makes sense. If it was like, I guess not without any of it. I want the iconography. I want the no ghost symbol. I yeah. want the car to look like the car. I want the packs to look like the packs. But I don't need them to repeat the same lines. I don't need to see the original Ghostbusters and cameos. There was one line that they had to repeat. Which one? Let them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, as soon as they said that, I got... Actually, any time that they it went down the, the yes. line of them and they fired up their proton packs, every, I got, that gave me chills yeah, every, every single fucking time. Every time. I love it. A, I'm getting chills now thinking yeah. about it. I'm cheesing. Yeah. It's like so good. But it's like for me, I think that the movie as a movie would have benefited from not really having any of those things. Mm. I think that just as a movie, if we were to ignore the idea that it's a movie that has to go out to a public that yeah, has yeah, opinions yeah. about this just as a movie, I think probably would have worked better without that stuff. That being said... We do exist in a world where had they made a new Ghostbusters movie that it did not feature there. cameos by those people, I don't think anybody would have seen it. I think people would have been upset. I mean, I would have seen it, but that pushback yeah. would have been stronger. Yes. And it would have had, I don't want to say ground to stand on, but a little more than what they have now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually do understand why a lot of people might say, hey, don't mess with old, you know, don't mm-hmm. mess with old shit. And it's not based in sexism. Mm-hmm. But those people haven't been vocal about it. No. They just they just don't go see it. No, that's yeah. To those people, I invite you and encourage oh, you to please. go see it because I'd be willing to bet that that you'd be won like over it. by it. I yeah. think you'd be won over by it. Uh, you know, if you if you were one of the folks who just didn't want it to happen, it's just not going to happen. You my know? my favorite argument online this weekend was people going, uh, 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 saying something like, uh, you know. Uh, uh, I don't know why everybody's shitting on Ghostbusters 2 so much. I like that movie. I like it just fine. And my argument kept being like, oh, well, then you'll probably like this movie. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to make that comparison, then you'd probably like this movie. Oh, 100%. I'd I'd say this is as good as Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I... I I probably I, saw Ghostbusters 2 about a year ago, mm-hmm. but the, uh, I mean, not for the first time. No, yeah, yeah. But growing up, I mean, Ghostbusters came out the year I was born. Mm-hmm. So I'd be willing to bet, and I don't remember correctly, that my exposure to the Ghostbusters probably started with the cartoon, mm-hmm. and the first movie I probably ever saw in its entirety was 2. And I think you that know, one specifically played on TV a lot when we oh, were yeah. up. Well, and I had the sticker book yep. from, from the book club when I was yep. a kid. You know, all that stuff. It was just... When you're a kid, you don't think about trueness to the property. Yeah. It was just sweet, more Ghostbusters. Yeah. And it's that mentality that I end up taking into any re- reboot now. Yeah. You know, and then I'll judge it on its merits, yes, as it were. Exactly. You know, I went in completely open minded to Robocop, and it, there was some cool shit good. in there. It wasn't good. I, right. I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, when I went home, my DVD of Robocop, still there. Still there. Still works. Got to enjoy it. So good. Paul Verhoeven. So good. But, and the other thing, too, is, and, and I said it in my article, I mean, I'm not going to read that paragraph because no, we've covered yeah. everything. The cynical cash grab is the accusation against all of these things. Yep. This is a cash grab. Sure. As is every movie. Every Hollywood made by movie. A studio. But it's not cynical. No. It, it, it loves the property and it does right by it. Yeah. I, I think it really earns its place as a Ghostbusters movie, no question. And, I, you know, my thing about, uh, just to, to quick call back to it, my thing about Ghostbusters 2 is like, I really like that movie. I think the movie's very I funny. Too. I really enjoy it. It's not a great movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know why we can't, I don't know why people have trouble decompartmentalizing that like mm-hmm. it, it's like to me it's like i watch ghostbusters 2 and i'm like yeah this movie's not that good i like it it's very funny i really enjoy it and i'll never not tell you i don't like that movie i don't think it's a very good movie mm. but i really like it and i i think that that's it certainly couldn't have been the first yeah you know it wouldn't yeah. have created this franchise but as far as they go yeah yeah and i think it's i I'm, see, i think it's not a 
I actually think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I, here's my thing. Ready? As sequels go. I'll drop one on you for my number one movie of all time, the original Ghostbusters. Got a tattoo to my arm. I don't even think that's a very good movie if we're talking about like the structure of storytelling oh, yeah. in movies. It's that just movie's a classic. almost a miracle that it it's works. It's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. If you really look at that movie as just structure, like trying to think about it as a script and a story and the arcs of characters and things, it's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. That movie meanders like no other movie I've ever seen. But it's great. It, it's it's lightning in a bottle. It's magic. It coheres into something amazing. There's something that is a theme amongst all of the movies that I loved as a kid that mm-hmm. I still love now. Be it Ghostbusters. Be it. Um, oh, I had another example. You know, be it RoboCop. Uh, you know, any of these things. It's just the, uh, be it Back to the Future is the yeah. best example. Imagination. Yes. These things. The reason why Ghostbusters, the first one, which was ostensibly not a kids movie, no. ended up resonating with kids and making such. A splash on kids who are now, you know, our age now, mm-hmm. was it was imaginative. Yeah, that's why when I was a little kid and there was no fucking way my parents would ever w- let me watch Terminator Two, I had all the action figures uh-huh. because I was tapped into the imagination of it. It's a creative idea. Yep. Now we're in a world where you know one of the problems I had with this movie was that you could tell a lot of the improv jokes were ADR'd down to PG thirteen. Yeah. We can't have an R-rated Ghostbusters no. movie. It wouldn't. We never did. Nope. You know, it wouldn't work. Nope. But, I wouldn't you know, want one, I don't I w- think, And actually. I wouldn't want one, yeah. but what I mean is that back then we made a movie that was clearly for our parents, yep. and we ended up loving we too. Loved it. This one is is for us, but it's more for the younger audience. You know, This is for teenage kids. Totally. My, my, my buddy uh, uh, sent me a text, and he did not want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people that was just like, don't fucking remake that movie. I don't care who you're remaking it with. Just don't do it. I yeah, love that. Don't movie. touch it. Don't touch it. Uh, That's the defense I can get behind. Yeah, because uh, you know it, that that is. Um, I mean. I don't agree with that sentiment, generally speaking, just like as a sentiment, but that's a sentiment that's not rooted in anything yeah. horrible. Like, I agree hey, with the women. sentiment of, of, I won't go see it for that reason. Sure, yes. I mean, anyone can make anything. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but so he, was, so he texted me after, after we saw it uh, on Thursday. He was like, so it was good? I was like, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was very funny. And he was like, all right, maybe I'll rent it. That was, that was, like, that was him giving it an inch. He was like, all right, maybe I'll rent it when it comes out. He texted me a couple hours later, and he was like, eh. My boys really want to see it. I think I'm going to take them this weekend. Would it would it work for them? Is it a hard PG-13? And I was like, to be honest with you, I think it's actually cleaner than the original. Yeah. So I, I think you know, and I think they don't smoke. Yeah. They don't drink walking down the street. I think it's Leslie Jones clean. says shit once. That, yeah. That's like the only thing it's got a PG-13 oh, for. When as she far starts as I know. saying, "Forget this, forget yeah, this," yeah, and yeah. you know Leslie Jones yeah. was having a great improv moment. It was yeah. yelling, "Fuck this!" Yeah. That I, those always get me. Where I'm like, just get rid of it entirely. Yeah. Exactly. Get just rid of cut it entirely. That. Yep. Because I know that, that you ADR'd this because the, the shot is great. Her running down the subway yes. screaming. That's yes. so funny. But yeah, you know, th- I, I would say, let, should we talk about what we didn't like about it? Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. There are three things that, that I didn't like about it. One is it definitely is the ADR work. Uh-huh. There's a, a fair amount of it. I, I get actually why didn't it's notice there. it, to be honest with you. It, it, that's one of those things that always it stands it's out like to shaky you. cam that mm-hmm. when I see it, I just uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't abide. Mm-hmm. Either way. Even the ADR jokes are pretty funny. Yes. And then the other two go hand in hand. Yeah. Cut the Ozzy cameo. Get it out. Give all of the money that you gave to him to Rick. Get Rick Moranis. Yeah, I know. But, you know, that to me isn't even something I can really fault it for. I think that was Rick Moranis' personal choice. Exactly. Yeah. And I I respect that. I am certain. I don't want to be a big bully. That's a reference to a movie. (laughs) Uh, Dude, you've seen that movie? No one has seen that movie. Yeah, I used to babysit kids. I've seen that movie a hundred times. No one (laughs) has seen that movie. Dude, it's great. Him and Tom Arnold? Yes. So good. Ugh. My my bully is that what it's called? My bully, big bully, big bully. Okay, you're, th- yeah. you're mixing my giant. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Billy Crystal just has his own bully yeah. that he can. Uh, uh, no, but the the that was the one thing that bugged me was that Ozzy cameo. Because so fifteen years ago, when Ozzy being a washed up, yeah. you know, just no longer scary, formerly yeah. scary man. Yes, that was not that funny fifteen years ago when I it know. happened. And whereas now I'm going, listen, I know you're going through a divorce. I know you probably need the money. Mm-hmm. I still, I, I, did, I just keep it out of there. Y- you he know showed it, up for two seconds and was just like, no, no. Yeah. And the thing I hated, What's the, point? the thing I hated about it most is one, that's something that's going to date the movie. There's a few things that yeah. might, but that's something that'll well, date the movie. It felt already out of date to the movie. Yes. Funny, you know, just no, no longer Prince of Darkness, <laughs> right. uh, Ozzy, died when the Osbournes got canceled yes. 15 years ago. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, it's also one of those jokes where it's like, I'm kind of tired of the random cameo that you cut to for a yeah. half a second. That happens in a lot of comedies now. That's that's a Judd Apatow I thing. I know, and I'm not Doesn't crazy work. about it. I'm just not crazy Which about it. Which is why I liked... Pretty much all of the Ghostbusters cameos that were in this worked for me in some type I of way. I could have done without Ackroyd's. His felt weird. His, His felt, felt forced. weird, but it felt so Ackroyd to it me. It felt very Ackroyd. That, that, that I had to let it go. It, it felt Ackroyd, but it didn't feel like it fit in the movie. That that yeah. one, more than any of the other ones, felt like we walked away from Ghostbusters for a minute I to think make sure we included was They in. just figured out when their schedules could yeah. fit, and we're like, all right, let's... Cause each one of their cameos could have been excised. Oh yeah, it's you know you didn't any one it. of them could have just yep. been inserted pulled at the right end out. or pulled right out. My favorite cameo was Annie Potts. Me too. She was Hers awesome. is the best because Janine is hands down my favorite Ghostbuster. Yeah. And wait, uh, I'm gonna hit you with a cameo you might not even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read about this? And it is ultimately actually became my favorite cameo after I read about it and saw it a second time. The kid who spray paints the no ghost sign? Yeah. That's the baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2. That is baby Oscar all grown up. Best cameo. Best cameo in the movie. That's great. Yeah. And that was actually a really funny scene, too. It's a great scene. That was the one where Leslie Jones got to shine. Yes. And it was it was actually the first one where they, they really showed their interaction uh-huh. because the very enthusiastic trio of... Uh, <laughs> Abby, Aaron, Abby, Aaron, and, and Holtzman. Holtzman. I don't know what yes. her first name is. I can't remember is. her first name. Uh, but I think Holtzman is the yes. appropriate... Are like, oh, oh yeah, keep drawing. Is that what it looked like? <laughs> and Leslie Jones is like, I gotta clean this. This is my job. <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. That is so funny. Oh, man. there There is so much... Okay, wait. wait I, what I, was I, Leslie Jones? Patty. Patty, Patty. Patty, yes. And I think it might be Jillian Holtzman. I don't know, though. Um, it sounds right. It sounds right to me. Uh, I do. I, b- before we move on to just things we loved and thought were funny, I want to hit a couple more things I have problems with mm. uh, because I think it's it is worth noting. We're not sitting here to just be like, yeah, Ghostbusters is the best thing ever because we love Ghostbusters and fuck everybody I, that hates I am women. A, I am a little bit like that. Yeah, oh, I am too. <laughs> I, I am too. But I, I you know, I want to be clear that it's like I'm not going into this movie with blinders. You yeah, know what no, I mean? No, no. Like this is still a movie that I that I will judge against other movies. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not railing against the rails against this movie yeah, yeah, so yeah. hard that I'm going like, hey, it's the best. To tell you the truth, I'm actually surprised at how little of that I've seen uh, me too. in the reviews. Me too. The negative reviews have all been very fair. The oh, yeah. positive reviews have all been very fair. Yep. And it's only been a handful of, you know, rah, rah, all ladies and boo, boo, no ladies. Right. Like, there, there's been very little of that. Yes. Um, and, and I will say that, that most of the haters, to their credit, just didn't go see it. Right. Which... Kudos. That's you fine. Know? Yeah. Although I invite you to do it, I think Please. some of you might actually it's change. Very your mind. enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable. Harmless. Uh, but I, to me, one of the biggest problems this movie has is a villain problem. And I spent some time. What villain? Y- exactly. Yeah. But I spent some time thinking about this, and I think this is why they did a thing that I think is an, it's very interesting to do this because it does distinctly change this from a reboot. Uh, sorry, a remake yeah, yeah. to a reboot of sorts, or just say a, a they movie. They do the Force Awakens and make another Death Star. Right. Yeah. It, it's a movie unto its own. Right. Uh, and this is how they did it. Instead of there just being 
paranormal happenings around New York. There is someone that is creating the paranormal happenings mm-hmm. around New York. A human, a specific human, is creating the paranormal activity. That is different from the original Ghostbusters. I like that. I think that's a nice addition. Uh, however, uh, in the original Ghostbusters, there's a false villain for most of the movie. Peck is the villain for yeah, most yeah, yeah. of Ghostbusters. The ghosts are not the antagonists of the movie until the very end. Mm-hmm. We don't get introduced to the concept of Zool and Gozer and all that stuff until the third act of the movie. There is no distinct antagonist other than well, Peck. that fits into that arc is Peck is the one that wants to stop the whole concept right. of the Ghostbusters. Their arc is just trying to get people to believe exactly. in them and in ghosts. Exactly. This one... You know, in the same thing, it's about the friendship of Abby and Aaron. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, and I think that's interesting. Like, I like that. I think that's interesting. a nice change. But in changing, in giving it a distinct villain, right? Like, not a fake villain like Peck followed by uh, a literal boss battle where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. real antagonist is this ghost we're literally never going to learn anything about. Well, it's we, just chaos. Exactly. We never learn anything about Zul. We never learn anything about Gozer. We don't know anything about them. They are, they are nameless, but practically nameless, faceless characters. But that really works for the movie. Uh, I, I can't explain why. It just does. In this movie, by trying to characterize a villain, by really giving the ghosts like a distinct face, mm-hmm. I think that ultimately becomes problematic for it. I can't even explain to you why but it didn't feel right to me. Every time we cut away from the Ghostbusters to just be with Rowan, that's the the villain's name, for a little while, for the most part, we were listening to him talk to himself to explain his plot to the audience. I thought, too, when they walked in on him with the ghost machine and he was looking in the mirror, I thought there was going to be a reveal that he was taking orders from somebody. Me, too. And then it just turns out, if I remember correctly, that he's just also a scientist right. that works with the same type of technology. Exactly. Has discovered ghosts, and because he feels rejected, has decided he just wants to, to end do this. the world. With yeah, just, yeah. And so, like, that's cool, but he needs to be a bigger villain then. He does. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He felt like such an afterthought, but he is the face of. Of their adversary in this, whereas in the original one, they don't even really have an adversary with a face. Mm. And that works for that movie. Giving that adversary a face in this movie, you have to then make him a more integral part of the movie. Well, I will say this, though, too. One thing that I I know they did on purpose and why they cast that actor is, one, he just looks like that part. Yes. And two, he looks like the Ghostbusters logo, and he's always wearing red. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's always this pale, doughy white thing. With a red, a red highlight, on, you know, yeah. with a red highlight, and so when when they do produce the form of the yes. uh, of the logo at the yeah. end, which once again was actually organically that. included, yeah. uh, the same way they they actually put the Stay Puft balloon yep. in this oh, world. I, loved, I actually that world, was a great reference. He's the Pillsbury Doughboy yep. as he was in the original Ghostbusters. Yep. Why not here? Yep, you know, and that's uh, that worked great. That worked. You know, yeah. it's. Uh, he just it, that that all worked naturally, but I think he was designed to sort of look like that final ghost. That makes sense to yeah. me, and and I did really, you know, the things we could say still we, doesn't solve the problem. Yeah, but it's a thing that I think shows that they did put thought into. Oh it. yeah, you know, it just I don't, I don't know how it fixed that problem. Yeah, it it just doesn't work in this movie. Mm. That's that's the best I could say, or the the worst I could say is it's just not working in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which is which credit to this movie. The movie does not collapse around that not working. Oh, no. It it very because well, the focus final of the movie action sequence is so beautifully put together yeah. and it's such a crazy balls to the wall design to yes. have pulled off in a way that makes sense and feels right. Yeah. You know, the a big villain may have to to go too big into that villain would have just been like, "Oh, they're doing it again." Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm I yeah, I don't know. It it I don't think it quite works, but I it did not you know, the movie is so much about Abby and Aaron's Aaron's relationship, it's okay that it doesn't work. It, mm. it's not really about the villain, which 
becomes a problem because you give him a face and a name, but whatever, whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, but he uh, should have been answering to somebody. Yeah. But I don't know how I could have written that somebody to have relevance to that plot. Exactly. Uh, the be- the best I could say is because again we're spoiling all this because they make the Zool reference at the end. Maybe don't save that for the end, and and that's who he's reporting to, and he's the villain in the next movie, mm. a more Marvel style. Then, then the pushback against that is, do you You're really want to use this? Then people yeah. will be like, well, the, it's just the is same it thing. in the same world? Yeah, yeah, which I still don't get why that's a problem no, for people. I don't know. Why I don't is that know. so hard I, to understand? I, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that I could say I like about Rowan uh, is they. It's it's one of the things you were talking about before is the way they were sort of able to comment on the reaction to this movie mm. is he basically is a representation of men's rights activists. Mm. The way he talks about what he wants to do and why he wants to do it feels very much like the men's rights sort of diatribe. He acts entitled. Yeah, exactly. He acts where it's the world owes him what he wants because he's actually a good guy. Right. And it's like, well, if you listen to yourself, you're not you're really, not a, good really guy. a good guy. And nobody owes anybody anything. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, exactly. One of the harsh realities. Yeah. So that's one of the things I liked about it. I just I didn't think as as an actual villain for this movie, it, it worked all that well. That was probably mm. my biggest problem with the movie was was the you know there's jokes that fall flat. That happens in most comedies. I, mm. I don't think that's something to complain about necessarily. Most of the jokes work very well. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. I don't know. You want to get into just some of our favorite uh, will say little this, pieces and things. The editing does. Uh, they did something very smart with the editing that I think was very clever, and it shows me that there's probably a director's cut of this that has more footage. It might not be better, yeah. but there was the dance sequence that was set up and then yes. relegated to the credits. It didn't happen. Yep. I think that that is so much funnier without the dance sequence in the movie, Yeah. because one, that ghost, even though he's wearing Kevin's body, yes. still retains some of Kevin, and it, Kevin yes. would have forgotten to do the dance. Uh-huh. But also, there's just something so funny about the Saturday Night Fever pose being what everyone's stuck in yeah. while while the, the Ghostbusters have to go do yeah. their thing. Um, but then the dance sequence itself, just in choppy form, yeah. is hilarious over the credits. Yeah. So the, the editing that was... The, like I, I do feel like there was more movie to this that was just cut apart I think uh, so too. in post. Yeah. Not necessarily by... By you know ill will producers, but just you know you got You got to fit it a certain. I would way. imagine for runtime, but it shows speed. that they, I think they made conscious decisions oh, to yeah. to leave in what was important. I think so. Yeah, mm. they uh, they the, I, man. Okay, so I kind of want to talk about the finale. Yeah, uh, because that seems to be one of the bigger complaints I've seen online is that the finale feels like a very modern blockbuster finale. It's yeah. just bam, bam, explode some buildings. I do have one problem with it. Is it? Ghostbusters is one of those when we had Gorn here for Gremlins 2. Yeah. Ghostbusters is a great New York movie. Yes. This is a New York movie, but it's not one. It's in Boston. It doesn't feel like no. New York at any not at point. All. And even though I don't know all of the buildings from Ghostbusters that became New York iconography, you know, I know the greatest hits, mm-hmm. but um, the... the uh, you know, th- I f- that feels like a certain New York. Yes. This didn't. No. Uh, not really at any point. No. Uh, it was uh, in the finale, it's just kind of lost... Which they smartly did the thing like, oh, New York's old era yes. and put up classic New York. But that was really as far as they went with that. I know. That bugged me. They uh, Apparently they shot most of it around Boston. That makes that sense. That was part of the, the problem with that, I think, was mm. they just, like that house that they're at at the beginning, the Aldrich Mansion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely Boston. There's, yeah. That oh, does yeah. not look like New York in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot of that movie. Where the guy named Garrett got haunted. little representation Wait, for you, buddy. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I was so excited when he said his name was Garrett, and then literally the next scene, they were like, oh, you pooped yourself. Yeah, you fucking pooped <laughs> yourself, Garrett. You pooped yourself. 
we Kevin now, according <laughs> yeah, to their yeah, tweet. Exactly. Well, that, what's funny is this this is how important representation is. Yeah. When when they called out your name, I was yeah. like, Oh, Garrett's in this, cool. Yeah. And then when uh when uh Chris Hemsworth's name was Kevin, and yeah. I, I have like ten Kevins in my life, I was uh-huh. like, All right, we're getting a Dan. Yeah. None. No Dan. Son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you felt you felt lady pain. I felt the burn for yeah. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my cross to bear, I guess. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, but okay, so the finale, I, you know, people complain about it being this overly sort of very blockbustery, too much destruction, rah rah. One, that's totally what the finale of the original Ghostbusters is. Oh, yeah. It's not really any different than that. It's just bigger the way we make things bigger now, right? Uh, two, one of my favorite things about that finale is the fight sequence that happens. And that fight sequence, seeing it a second time, is really incredible. Because I thought I saw this the first time. Seeing it a second time, I definitely saw this. All those ghosts that come out of the smoke... Those are definitely stunt actors that are definitely interacting and fighting with the girls in real choreography that they just painted over with CGI. And um, you can tell it looks real. The ghost guy is an actor in a ton of movies. You you can tell that they are real, that they are physical Mm. people that are actually interacting with the girls. Uh, I keep calling them the girls. I don't know if that's... They're the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the Ghostbusters. Yes, the Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, You know, you can tell they're really interacting with the Ghostbusters. And that really... but But they're very much the CGI ghosts that are throughout the movie, right? It was one of the first times I've seen real practical stunt stunt work combined with really effective CGI in a way that worked. The, 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 The CGI creatures felt like they were interacting with the live characters because mm-hmm. they were. That was one of the first marriages of that I've seen that like really worked for me. And that's probably why it conjures the old special effects, which were yeah. mostly actors in stop motion mm-hmm. layered into it. So they weren't technically there. Right. But it, there's that same tangible feel by yes. putting there. Now I really want to see it again to Dude, look for that it, stuff. Dude, I can't. You, it is so tangible. It's crazy. I was like so impressed by how tangible those ghosts felt, especially in that finale fight. Because mm-hmm. that to me seems like the place you most obviously would CGI everything. Oh yeah. And they do. They paint them with with CGI. But those are definitely actors. Those mm-hmm. are definitely stuntmen. Well, we do that. I mean, that's the whole plan of the apes thing. Yep. Now is that's what we're doing. Yep. I I just feel like uh, one of the things that it that it captured too that I thought was. Uh, in the original Ghostbusters, at no point did I fight, like feel like any one ghost was actually dangerous. Right. Like, fist fighting a ghost is not something... And in here, they don't feel dangerous. But the danger was in the larger threat of, if we don't contain this, yes. then it's going to be a problem. Yes. And so that, it felt very much like Ghostbusters. There's a certain joy of having a, well, no one's going to get their head ripped off. Yeah. But they've really got to contain this. Yeah, they've really got to keep this in there. Yeah, and I love good gadgets. Yeah, and so the oh fact that God. it's just an onslaught of new, but but uh, design appropriate yes. uh, gadgets that all. This is actually one of the first times that these new gadgets didn't feel like toy advertisements. Right. They actually felt like things that Holtzman, as this character, would invent because mm-hmm. they're just cool new ways to dispatch yeah. ghosts. Well, there's that great scene where uh, uh, when when uh, um, Abby gets possessed mm-hmm. and she comes out and grabs that pipe so that she can start breaking all the proton packs with the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Holtzman's reaction is, ah, you found my pipe. I'm going to turn that into a uh, proton shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. what she loves. She just yeah. loves finding shit and turning it into really cool shit it's blue collar shit yeah yep oh that and when she goes when it's just Holtzman against all i i love oh. i'm in love with kevin kinnon right now oh. and it's that that shot gets me it's and then she so finishes and awesome. has that moment of just like ah! 
Oh, that's, that's so, so funny. awesome. Sliding around. They got the punches. Oh, and, I, oh. I loved that. I loved the way they updated. Because they did not update the technology as much as they gave them some new gadgets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the way the proton beams work is still the same. But they added this element where, well, okay, so if a proton beam can grab a ghost... Why can't we use that proton beam to then throw a ghost yeah. and swing that ghost into the ground? It was like, that actually makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. That totally makes sense it's to me. It's just a lasso. Yeah. Just uh, a lasso. Yeah, exactly. It's a cowboy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what? I, I saw another complaint, and it's a, now seeing the movie, a hilarious complaint that, hey, you know what? This doesn't feel like real Ghostbusters to me because real Ghostbusters are all about catching ghosts. They don't care about fighting ghosts. They're not trying to fight ghosts. They're not trying to... Uh, get into some sort of like eternal combat with ghosts. They want to catch ghosts. That's their that is their interest. They want to catch and contain a ghost. One that's definitely their interest throughout this whole movie. That's the first plot point. Specifically, the first Aaron's arc is thing. trying to catch a ghost. Catch to prove a ghost, it. Yeah. right? Uh, and by the end of the movie, what we find out is this movie is actually the first act of the original Ghostbusters movie expanded to a full movie, which means they don't have a containment unit to put them in yet until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they can't catch them. What are they going to keep them in? All they have is that one trap they made. That's They're it. just trying to keep... But, but the thing is, though, their goal is containment. Yes. During that whole thing at the end, it's we just have to keep this yeah, under yeah, control. Right, right. We're making it up as we go, yep. but let's keep it under control and let the city do yeah. their thing. And then, of course, you know, Slimer and his, <laughs> yes, the, yes, yes. And his, and his lady, yeah. which I got to say, that's going to piss off a lot of people. I know. I love it. I didn't love it, but I, c- I get it. You got to have it. Yeah. Why not? If kids would love gonna, that. If everyone's going to get... Well, kids love it. And also, that's another thing, too, that I feel like as soon as they were like, girls can't be Ghostbusters, it's like, oh, they can't? Well, now you're going to get a girl Slimer, oh, you true, dick. True, yeah, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. to me, Slimer is... We talked about gremlins. He's a gremlin. He's just chaos. Yep. He just wants to eat. <laughs> and so we, we had a girl gremlin, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Why not... I caught a great line the second time around when, uh, you know, the car gets stolen by the Slimers. They drive off. And then for a second, they see it driving by them again while they're, like, about to go in and fight Rowan. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Abby turns and looks over her shoulder and goes, no, they're just having the day of their fucking lives. Like, she says something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Because that's, I mean, that's what he wants to do. He's a little rabble browser kind (laughs) of thing. It's it's a... uh I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. No, no, that was that was on you. Uh, the, I, I, uh, and that actually, I do want to talk about that. Actually, the the thing that I thought was uh, kind of a great idea as far as trying to conceive of a new Ghostbusters film and have it be a potential franchise starter, but still feel like the original without being a true remake of the original. Uh, I keep describing it as they took the montage sequence from the first movie, mm-hmm. and that montage is just two minutes of them. Basically, becoming the Ghostbusters, going out on a bunch of trappings and trying to catch and trap ghosts, and they just made that a movie. Yeah. That's what this movie is. This movie is the montage from the first Ghostbusters movie. It ends where the first act of the first Ghostbusters movie ends. That's but where it ends. And a little bit further, too, because the uh, the government of New York says, yes, listen... Yes. We'll we pay you. need you. We need you. Yeah. You know this is which is yeah. great. Yes, that's, uh, I think that's a franchise. cool idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, exactly. There's your franchise. Yeah. That What's makes your favorite sense. line in the movie? Uh, I have mine. Um, my favorite line in the movie, and it, I'm almost disappointed to say that it's from one of the male characters. I wish I could tell you it was mine from one is of the female too. characters, but uh, Kevin, uh, played by Chris Hemsworth, who's very funny in this, has a ton of funny scenes. Uh, I'm not even going to give context to this because it's too hard to explain. But he at some point says he holds up two pictures and says, "Hey guys." Which one of these makes me look more like a doctor? And both pictures are Kevin shirtless holding saxophones. <laughs> and in one of them, he's playing a saxophone. And the other one, he's holding it up next to his face. And he goes, 
Which of these pictures makes me look more like a doctor? Me playing saxophone or me listening to saxophone? <laughs> and when you take a close look, he's literally holding a saxophone up to his ear. <laughs> Just listening to it. Yeah. As it does nothing. That killed me. That I would say killed me. My favorite, well, my favorite line hands down goes to Andy Garcia, the uh, mayor. Yes. Um, the assist goes to Kristen Wiig because yes. she's trying to tell him, like, listen, you need to evacuate the city. Yeah. You're the mayor. You're the only one with the power to do anything. Don't be like the mayor from Jaws. Yeah. And he's, like, kind of an airhead. Yeah. But as soon as she says that, he's like, never compare me to the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> Which is great, because if you're in the mayoring business, yeah. the the pinnacle of what you don't want to do is be the, the mayor, mayor from, from Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> and so the fact that, that, like, that's the one thing you don't accuse a mayor of. Like, that is that is... A number one biggest mistake you yeah. can make as a mayor is not close the beaches when there's yeah. a shark. Yeah. Great line. Oh, that was so fun. Great, great, great I line. I loved, and that's, okay, that is a thing that's very Ghostbusters, right? Is implied history just yes. through a line. He, the way he reads that line is he goes, hey, I am not the mayor from, from Jaws. Don't ever compare. He, like, <laughs> explodes. <laughs> and it's suddenly clear that, like, oh, this is a very personal thing for this guy. Oh, yeah. Someone has accused him of He's this a before. Mayor. <laughs> He's a mayor. Yeah. Well, that's, that's rule number one of mayoring. <laughs> yeah. Don't be the mayor from Jaws. I love that. And I would say my other favorite line, and I forget if I said this on the air. This might have been when we were talking hey, beforehand, is from Kate McKinnon. Oh, yeah. When... Um, the Upright Citizens Brigade guy oh. says, uh, I, I always forget his, his name. name. He's he's so fucking funny, too. <sighs> not Amy Poehler, <laughs> not Matt Besser. Oh, oh, but, uh, 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 and he's on Veep, right? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, 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 Whatever. Okay, Either go. Way, you know, I'll Matt, look him up. Matt? Matt Besser's the, the... Oh, fuck, you're right. Either way, I'll look him up. He's yeah. in Road Trip... Or no, sorry, uh, old school and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, he accuses them of felonies. He's like, you know how many felonies you just broke? Yeah. And uh, Holtzman says, one? No. no. Two? No. no. It was one, wasn't it? <laughs> like, and, she, and she's just fucking with him because she is also a little bit of an agent of chaos. Oh, yeah. That, but the delivery on that is so good. She Every facial expression she makes earned huge laughs out of me. Mm -hmm. There are scenes where she is not the focus of the scene, but oh, she's on. she becomes the focus of the oh, scene because yeah. she's just so great. She, oh, I think that's... And that, to me, is what... I mean, the... The argument, too, is, oh, the trailer just isn't funny. And right. the response is always, well, look at the Ghostbusters yeah. trailer. It isn't funny. Yeah. But this is what links... One of the things that links this to the original Ghostbusters is that there are not jokes. Right. Now, there are some. Yeah, yeah, um, Actually, but that's probably the stuff that falls flat most often is yeah, when it feels the like they're trying to tell a joke. And most of those jokes, you feel like they were just... And to tell you the truth, a lot of the gags in the trailer just aren't in the movie. No. You could tell they just took the jokier takes and put them in there because they're punchlinable. That was my argument. This is 100%... All, uh, not 100%. It's it's it, yeah. very much all character work. Yes. And it's in the performances. It's in Kate McKinnon in the background making yes. a face. It's in the way that they speak to one another. Yeah, that's, it's in the way key. her and Leslie Jones rival with each other in a mm. friendly way. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that. that's the stuff I love. That was my argument when the trailer came out and everybody was so upset. It's like, guys, do, do any of you pay attention to trailers? Half the time anymore, the stuff in the trailer is not in the movie. Yeah. It's stuff that gets cut. And most of the ADR stuff that's over-explaining the plot to you is truly ADR. It's not from the movie. And guess what? All the stuff that people complained about in this trailer where it was like uh, Melissa McCarthy's voice going, and Holtzman's a brilliant this, and Abby's a brilliant this, and Aaron's a brilliant this. None of that's in the movie. The, I mean, a couple of the lines are, but contextually, you know what I mean? Matt Walsh. Sorry. Matt Walsh, that's his name, yes. Uh, you know, some of those lines are in the movie, but more contextual. Most of them are not. Most of that was ADR for the trailer. All that mm -hmm. stuff people complained about. Oh, the big line, the, that's going to leave a mark. That's yeah. not in the movie. Nope. That's not in the movie yeah. at all. Although I did like the one line when she is 
holding the proton pack upside down and kind of riding it. She's like, it's like wrestling an alligator. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that sequence was really fun, actually. I have the strangest crush on Melissa McCarthy. I, I have a true crush on <laughs> Melissa McCarthy like that I don't even think best. is strange. <laughs> I think she's amazing. Oh, the best. Uh, she is gorgeous. She is funny. She, mm-hmm. I, I love her. She's great. She's wonderful. She is great. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I, I think people should be vocal about their love for oh, somebody yeah, like yeah. Melissa McCarthy. It's like... I'll put it this way. My strange crush is that she is not the... She's not my type. Yeah. But every time she's on the screen, I'm just like, oh, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. Who's she, your husband? He's lucky. Yeah, she's <laughs> particularly my type. And, uh, mm. you know, and I think people should be loud and proud about that. She is, uh, she's great and very beautiful, I think. She is the best. Uh, and see, that, that's actually one of the, I will give it to this movie, is when she is ranting and raving in an R-rated movie, yes. her filthy mouth yes. is hilarious. Yes. So she was limited by PG-13. I think so. But this is definitely one of those times like this, and I still haven't seen all of Spy. I caught some of it watching uh, at home, where she is not doing Fatty Falls Down. Right. She's not, and it's like you're actually tapping into her gifts and her talents. Totally. And that's cool because this is one where that very easily could have happened. I. Um, she is the brunt of mo- most of the physical humor. Yes. But uh, it's because she's good at it. Yeah. She. That's the thing. She is good at it. Yep. That, that is a talent. And the joke but is she never... shouldn't be relegated to just that. And she's not. It no. actually works. And the joke is never that the physical humor is happening to her because she's fat. Oh, no, no, that no. That never happens once. Mm. Uh, she is shown to be as equally capable as any of them when they get into the action scenes. There's no, you know, there's... I just little... feel like if you slammed Kristen Wiig against a wall, it right. would look too violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, It would yeah. be a little weird. Yeah. There it's... was uh, in a... You'll, you'll notice in uh, in the Hellboy movies, yes, the romance between Hellboy and uh, whatever the the, oh, the other character's her? name is. Yeah. Um, either way, they never kiss, and oh. it's not because they're not in love. It's because I dare you to shoot Hellboy kissing a woman. Right. Right. It doesn't look right. Yeah. 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 It doesn't work. So to have. You know, Kristen Wiig, and she does physical humor when they're dragging oh, yeah. out. But to have her take like a violent hit would actually just feel brutal. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy just has that gift. She can yeah. do it and not look brutal. I did kind of enjoy that Bill Murray's cameo ended in him being thrown out of yeah. a window and ostensibly dying. Presumably dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. I thought that was great. That was reminded me of the dog that commits suicide in Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Part Four. Yeah. Just dives oh, out a window and we never see it oh, again. Another thing, one yeah. of my favorite things, <clears throat> when they go to the the rock and roll concert. Yes. And the lead singer of the band is such a complete <laughs> fucking tool. And at first, I'm going. Are they just out of touch with what this kind of concert right. looks like? And then when the ghost just throws him into the wall of speakers and the crowd is like, good! Yeah. We fucking hate it! They're high-fiving yeah. and stuff. That's funny. Yeah. And I was like, oh, not only do they get it, but they're calling it out. I, I also it. liked that they depicted him as such a metal douche yeah. that when he realizes... A, f- a crazy looking ghost is flying over him. He just claims to the crowd that this is true metal. We yeah. have, a, we have, uh, what does he say? He's like, we have summoned the devil, yeah, Satan himself. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, he what just a cla- tool. He just claims it for himself that his metal made that thing rise out of the- I love that. Maybe it did. No, that it is did. so funny. It's damn good shit. The, it, this movie is so funny. It really is. There, and seeing it a second time, there is legitimately scenes that don't work. There are legitimately whole scenes that are like, this is a little bit... Bleh, bleh, bleh. Doesn't matter. It really does not matter. That's it any is, movie. It, that's any movie, and especially any comedy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it, even any comedy that somebody tells you it's the greatest, funniest movie you've ever seen, which I will tell you about the original Ghostbusters, I'll find you 100 people that do not agree with that in any way, shape, or form. Everybody loves Caddyshack. I'm not crazy about Caddyshack. Mm. Comedy is so much up to taste, nothing is ever going to work 100% for like everybody. I don't like most comedies anymore. Yeah. 
I'm just over it all. Oh, I, I actually... It's like... I saw a few comedies this year and was very underwhelmed by pretty much every one of them. This was great. Actually, you know the two, my two like favorite comedies this, this year? This and Pee Wee, right? This and Pee Wee. I mean, everybody wants some, but that's that's I mean, not... Right. F- that is a comedy, but yes. it's not... Not Hollywood it's link, studio it's a link comedy, later I guess. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a, yeah. a comedy made for comedy. Yeah, yeah. This and Pee Wee, they they yeah. crushed it. They just they really all your favorites are back. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, with Pee Wee, it was a little bit the nostalgia thing for me. I'd be hard pressed to tell you that this Ghostbusters movie was enjoyable because I'm nostalgic for Ghostbusters. Mm. I really think it's because it actually just works. See, I would say, I mean, I, I would say that both of them actually just work. Yeah, but both of them to me, like nostalgia is a weird thing for me because yeah. I I don't. Because of my mentality of I'll just take more and if I don't like it then I'll forget about yeah. it. So nostalgia doesn't register yeah, yeah. as as creating that value. Or it's like not enough. Yeah, it's not it's enough. Like both to... of them had the value of Hey, I like of, these things. I already like these things, so I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. That's as far as nostalgia got me. But my response of oh, this thing that I love is still good. Yeah. That that's where the charge of I don't know if that's I mean I guess we'll call it nostalgia for the sake of it sure and I think both of them were equal on that for me is where okay. I went oh yeah. this thing that I love has legs yeah. and it's gonna keep running yeah. and I'm gonna keep watching like, yeah it's it's cool I would I got the same feeling with Force Awakens yeah me and that's too. a movie that I think had a, a fair share of problems mm-hmm. it's still a really damn good movie but Agreed. I came out of it going cool this thing that I love is gonna keep being worth my love. I think that's actually a great comparison point because this is the other thing I was thinking about. The big thing I kept telling people coming out of Star Wars of Force Awakens was it's got problems. I really enjoy it. Pretty much everything about it is very enjoyable, really great. It's got some problems. But I love these characters. Yeah. These new characters are so great, and I can't wait to spend two more movies with them. Yep. I cannot oh, wait. I would watch as many Ghostbusters as I possible with I would go these see so many Ghostbusters movies with these Ghostbusters. Mm. I would see so... Pre- I, to be fair, I actually think I would have got tired of the original lineup of Ghostbusters, maybe by movie number four. I'd watch, t- right now, I'd watch a Fast and a Furious wor- worth, <laughs> series oh, yeah. worth of Ghostbusters movies with this This is what I meant to say. You know what this Ghostbusters is? Yeah. It, and why it works so well for me, and why the new design is still, you know, foot in the door of the old design. Yeah. It's the perfect, perfect marriage of Ghostbusters the movie and the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon. I totally agree. I, I uh, one of one of my friends defended Jurassic World, a movie that now that I've actually rewatched it, I'm going to go ahead and say I hate that movie. <laughs> um, I don't like it. Uh-huh. But his defense of it, and a valid one, is: Oh, this isn't Jurassic Park Four. This is Jurassic Park, the cartoon show, the movie. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, that actually is 100 percent what it is. Uh-huh. This this is Ghostbusters, the cartoon show, the movie. Yeah. And it's Ghostbusters three. Yes, like that's that's awesome. It's incredible. That's key. The, the the fact that they pulled this off at all is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's almost a miracle. I because as much as I wanted to be excited about this movie, I think had it not been for the backlash against it, I probably wouldn't have championed it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to champion it for reasons outside of it being a Ghostbusters movie, basically. Mm. Um, but now I would have had more reservations going. Right, on, yeah. I think so. But I really championed it because I felt it was important from like a more social aspect. You know, absolutely. What I mean? um, but now having seen it, 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 it is—I don't know—it's a miracle to me that it works at all, and it like really works. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just—I couldn't have imagined going into it that you'd be able to recapture what that. Like I said, it, I mean that original Ghostbusters movie really is such a specifically weird thing that. Only by magic does it work. I don't know how you recapture that or reachieve that. And, you know, they didn't quite 
I'm not going to tell you it's as good as the original one or it's going to make you feel exactly like the original one did, but God damn, did they get close. And it felt like that movie to me. It might yep. not be as good as that movie. I might not like it quite as much as that movie. It felt like that to me. I don't think it would have been capable of kicking off so. 30 years of, no. of, of you know, just marketability. It's built into my DNA. But as part of that, yes. it is 100% worthy, more than worthy. More than worthy. It's, it's absolutely of the quality and it's of the brand. Yes. And, and you know what? And, and it's funny, too, because anytime you post about it on Facebook, yeah. the response from anybody is, well, if you said it was good, it's got to be good because it's, it's literally inked into your body. Yes. But this came out the same year I was born. You know, like, uh, this is something that, that for people our age, yeah. it has always yes. been a part of, of who we are. Yes. And so when somebody our age says it's good, you know, you may not agree, but I think that's proof positive right there that it is it is worthy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, you know, well, because I think that uh, as much as you and I lo- like to movie movie, we really like movies, generally have love for movies, uh, almost regardless of the movie, unless it's Jurassic World or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I would watch again. It's not bad know, to watch. It's just a stupid fucking yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a real piece of shit. Right. But I, <laughs> I think that you and I are generally pretty fair to this stuff where it's like, yeah. if this movie like really didn't work, I wouldn't be telling people it's a great movie. Mm. Uh, I would be. I, w- I would very much be like, I, I wanted that movie to be good. I especially wanted to be able to champion female Ghostbusters, but that is not a good movie. I've been I I've I did that for the Ninja Turtles reboot. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. like because I love these things, I'm just going to continue loving them. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely break them. It's oh, yeah. it's possible to break these toys. They did not break these toys. Like I said, I went into Robocop actually rooting for it. Yeah. I like Jose Padilla. He's a great director. Yes. I really, really was into the but it just didn't work. And yeah. I don't like that movie. Yeah. But I mean you know, give it a shot. Yeah. I, like I said, the the bar for this was: Does it feel like Ghostbusters? Check. Check. Was it funny? I laughed harder check, check, at this check. than I have at plenty of things recently. Yeah, that's that's good, and that's not easy. I don't really like comedies anymore. I know you you tend I to. I just kind of faded. I, I I'm laughed out. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. not Steve Brule, I'm not in. <laughs> but like this cast was legitimately funny. Paul Feig is is very funny. He's a really good director. It's good. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's the bridesmaids. I love. Yeah. But since it was the male poopy comedy made with women, mm-hmm. there was a distance between me and it mm-hmm. because some of the what would be broness that I would wasn't there. Yeah. So there was humor that that like you know my sister loved that. It's not it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's lost on me. Yeah. That was paved over by including Ghostbusters in it. Yeah. And so, you know, like, and I loved Bridesmaids, but his style of humor. Just I, I don't know. It just it suddenly it all just came together for me, and so I think that it's Paul Feig and Katie Dippold yeah. is the uh, the writer. They just they did it right, yeah, and they got the it it worked. And it, you know the the sense of humor as much so it's rooted in the character dynamics, which is great because that's what Ghostbusters is. It needs to be rooted in the character dynamics, but it does have a very modern sense of humor. Like the the very first jokes in the movie from uh, what's that guy? What what is that kid's name? Zach Woods is that right? That that plays Garrett in the beginning of the movie? Something like that. Yeah, so I think it's Zach Woods. He uh, he his first couple lines are about that Aldridge house, and he's like uh, he's like yeah, Aldridge uh, was the first to invent Zach Woods. The, yeah uh, Zach Woods was the first to invent the anti Irish fence. Uh, and then there's a joke where he says something like um, uh, oh, I can't remember what the other joke was, but like the idea of him being a historical tour guide and one of the first things he says without any hint of sarcasm is he invented the anti-irish fence 
it's a very modern joke. I don't think oh, that yeah. joke would have been in 1984 Ghostbusters, but it totally fits in this movie. It's very, very funny. He was able to m- sort of marry the the character dynamic bantery tone of Ghostbusters to the more Apatow style of comedy that we all sort of love and appreciate right now, where all the cachet is right now comedically. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of brilliant. I don't know. I, I think that probably in and of itself should have been difficult to pull off. Well, they took the modern improv style. Yep. And but I mean that is kind of what's going on uh, in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters I think made that way a too. A little more written, but they just were flexibility. This one, I bet they just set up scenes and yeah. just let it let it go. So I just the the metal singer also voiced Slimer. He's a <laughs> oh, Mad TV alum. Okay, but uh, yeah. Um, I think I think it might be Ghostbustered out. You want to get to? I lists? am too. Actually, I think now is the time that I want to read the last paragraph oh, of the article perfect. that I wrote. Because um, I think it sums up everything that w- that we're saying. I-, I put an article on Cynadelphia.com. You can check it out. Just with some, because uh, one of uh, Ryan wrote the review for Ghostbusters, but I wanted to get some words about it because it was because I loved it so much. Yeah. So the closing credits, the closing credits, ha! The Aha. closing, uh, and stay to the end of the credits, the closing paragraph of my piece was this. In summation, this joyful, hilarious, and imperfect film is not the cynical cash grab that the detractors feared it would be. A cash grab, yes, like any and all studio movies ever made, but not a modicum of cynicism can be found. Ghostbusters is as much another cog in the reboot machine as it is a product of love, and that's why it deserves our love in return. It is a worthy entry into the Ghostbusters world, and it excites me to look ahead to what else may come from the franchise. Ghostbusters is as old as I am. It has been a part of my life since I was old enough to consume pop culture, and here in 2016, it still incites a passionate response from the masses. That's a wonderful thing. Love it. That I, I could not have loved this movie more, and I just remember one more thing. I want yeah, to fucking go tag it. on please, to the end of please. this. That theme song, the remake of the theme song, that everybody hates, that I also loathe, it's terrible. The Fall Out Boy Missy Elliott is terrible. You can say it, it is, worked. It is dog shit. It works so fucking well in the movie. I'm enthusiastically shaking my head up and down. Oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I was like, I love this. You know when, why? When Missy Elliott started... It's like eight seconds. I know. As a whole song, it's it's a mess. Oh, it's a mess. It's, it's all like the, the, the Friends theme. As a whole song, yeah. it's a mess, but as the Friends theme, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Literally, all it is is just the last line of the chorus as the car pulls up and then Missy Elliott rapping while they gear up. Yeah. Which is perfect. I, I, love, hi- I love gear up to hip hop. That's one of my favorite things. People gearing up to hip hop. I know it sounds strange, but think about it. It's in a hundred movies. Oh, yeah. People love to gear up to hip hop. It worked. It fucking really worked. I loved it in the movie. In the context of the movie, it's great. It's really great. I think one of the things that that is part of the Ghostbusters brand yeah. is stupid songs. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, you okay. Know I actually also <laughs> loved the original score they did for this because yeah. it was original, but it calls back to the plonky original score oh, yeah. of the 84 movie. It's got the, It's like a weird, like, it, it, it's weird. It just matches their style of machinery. Yep. It just has that feel. Yeah. So in honor of, of this this world that we've revisited, because yes. this is a redefined reboot. I actually love that. A revisit. It's a revisit. This it is really not is. a remake. It's not a reboot. We're just this back in the revisit. sandbox. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing it again. And and it's so refreshing too, because as I'm starting to get a little tired of, of the big Marvel sandbox, it's yeah. nice to go back to a sandbox that I used to play in. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's you know, no no love lost to Marvel. I'm no, still no, no. coming. Yeah. I actually really like that like I saw the trailer for Doctor Strange again. Oh, me too. We're going back just by proxy of we've thrown all of these characters together to just one-off movies again. Love it. And I'm excited again. Yeah, like uh, uh, and if it's all these secondary characters like yeah. not Spider-Man, just you know, one-off movies of Doctor Strange, I'll take it. Yeah. But anyway, in in honor of this revisit, yes. we've decided to create a list of 
movies that we would like to revisit, be it in a remake. reboot, a remake, a sequel, a prequel, whatever. We'll However defend that with it. each entry. Yep. And just things that we would like to, the, the play box we'd like to open up again. Yes. And so we're just going to, I didn't. I didn't put them in any order. I didn't put them in any order. And it's funny because my, uh, my, the only uh, criteria that I had was it can't already be in the works. I was thinking the which same Which is thing. why I eliminated Westworld. Oh. Because that is a pretty good movie that's not great. Right. That's about to be what looks to be a, a stellar television show. Yeah. That I eliminated so that. Twelve Monkeys because that got okay. turned into a TV yeah, show. Yeah. I, I got rid of Stargate because that uh-huh. has had tons of stuff already. So much, yeah. But I, and I also noted, like, I think that the Godzilla reboot mm. was a fantastic reboot mm-hmm. and could lead to a really good world. We'll see what we'll they see. do. We'll see. Yeah, that. I know. But uh, do you want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, I'll pick one. Uh, let me start with who would be? Okay, this is an easy one. Kill Bill. Okay, that'll lead into my next one. You could argue that this is "quote unquote" in development, and so I should have left it off the list. But it's not. He has said Tarantino says is ever in development. Yeah, Yeah. but I would love. I would absolutely love. And this is not me even coming up with an original idea. This is what he said he would have done if he made another one. The idea of Vivica A. Fox's daughter having to be ostensibly the new bride and take Mm. vengeance on the bride. Mm. Have a new Kill Bill story where the bride becomes the bill of the story and Vivica A. Fox's daughter becomes the bride of the story. You could call it Beat Beatrix for Kill Bill. I love that. Boom. I love that. Written. I I love the the universe of Kill Bill. Mm. And and that one of the things I love about it is it's distinctly a universe. It really is like its own sort of self-contained weird universe. I want to go back there. I, 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 it's one of my favorite martial arts films mm. uh, uh, because it, it is a, a fantastic marriage of character work and choreography, uh, which is something I'm not terribly familiar with in kung fu movies and martial arts movies because I haven't seen a lot of them, to be honest mm. with you. I, I'm now going back and seeing a lot more Jackie Chan, and I think I'm going to find that that's actually true of a lot of these movies. But that is an American movie that uh, was made for my generation that is, to me, the best of that style and kind yeah, of movie, yeah. I want to go back to that world. My favorite thing about that world is lawlessness. Yes. Only for one second is there any sort of law enforcement yeah. in that movie. The one big hole in that movie that people say is, nobody found the pussy wagon owner's dead body for right. those 13 hours she's in there. And it's like, no, 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 it's not that nobody found it. It's that this is a world where there's a code of honor. Yep. And that is the only thing that is followed yep. is the code of honor. There are no, no cops show up or anything. <laughs> Uh, there is the inv- the cops There's that the investigate sheriff. the shooting, but that shooting takes place outside of this world. Yeah, yeah. It's the one time she tries to escape. Right. That ha- you know, there's there's law yeah. and it, it fails. Lawlessness. It, yep. I love it's, that it's shit. It's even shot in black That's and white cool because it's not that is it's a th- separate that thing is outside. Yep. I've said this a million times on this show before. I want the Daisy Domergue gang prequel oh, to yeah. Hateful Eight. I love that movie. That is my favorite Tarantino movie. I'd, I'd like to revisit it again before I lock that down, but sure. it, it affected me deeply. Oh, yeah. But I think taking it and just making a pulpy spinoff would not be disrespectful to it, and I think the prequel to that of just Daisy Domer, you and her gang would be cool. Would watch. <laughs> would, would, <laughs> would totally watch. watch. Uh, okay, here's, here's uh, an interesting one that I thought about, mostly because all of these actors are still alive, and... I think it would be interesting now to revisit these characters. I don't exactly know in what context, but I think a late sequel to The Big Lebowski could be fascinating. Nice. I think seeing those characters... Well, I guess... Well, I, I actually cut a uh, Hudsucker Industries revisited oh, off of my list. Yeah. 
But just because they're they're such one offs, I know. Guys. But I, I that was, one is. I was thinking doable. that. I was thinking that. That that it. Do I? I don't know. That it seemed that all of their movies are so singular. Do do I even want a sequel to one of them? But something about the age that Jeff Bridges and uh, Goodman are now. Uh, I kind of want to say Buscemi, but I know uh, I thought about that too. Uh, no, but yeah, he he, he passes. But I, I, I don't know. Something about that, I, I would be very curious to see what those two characters are doing now. Mm. Especially because the older I get when I watch The Big Lebowski, uh, there are political undertones to that that I never picked yeah, up yeah, on yeah. when I was a kid. You know, that movie is is very much an early 90s movie where we're sort of like, uh, we're, 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 I don't know, we're moving into these new wars that don't feel like the wars that we yeah, had had yeah. before. Uh, and it seems to be a bit about that anxiety in some way. I'd be very curious to see what those characters are up to now, you know, what, 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know what even the concept for the movie would be. I just... Probably the same kind of thing where... I, yeah. Actually, no, it would actually be a really fun way to do it, to have someone wrong them mm. and them try to get you know try to give that person their comeuppance oh. but the person who wronged them it's also a misunderstanding yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah the yeah. same way that they got got into this bigger That's thing fun. and just were clueless about it That's fun. someone's clueless to them but Jod Goodman's sense of justice yeah. drags the dude back into yeah, it yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of fun That's kind of fun I like that The That's bigger good. Lebowski I buy that The bigger Lebowski yeah right, I'm going to jump to Oh you know what the terrible sequel to that would be though Lil Lebowski's Lil Lebowski's <laughs> Oh god That's Ugh. the sequel that Hollywood will make one day I don't want to see that one <laughs> unless the Coens make it then I'll, then I'll see it twice Only because they mentioned it and uh, only because they mentioned it in Escape from LA they mentioned a situation in Cleveland Oh Escape I would from watch Cleveland? Escape from Cleveland But I mean I love Snake Plissken I love that world this is me applauding <laughs> your choice, sir. Well, kudos to former guest uh, and Point Break fan uh, Mike Doherty. He he brought that up at work. I'm like, they do mention <laughs> Cleveland on the list. That is so funny. So yeah, uh, I, Escape from Cleveland. Oh, that is so. Or funny. like breaking into Cleveland or yeah, you know, yeah. whatever it is. No, I love Escape from Cleveland. That yeah. is, oh, that's amazing. Just someone's there that needs to be. Or actually, what if it's what if we do it modern day? The Republican National Convention. <laughs> or no, are they in Michigan? I forget where it is. Oh, you. I think you. I think Michigan is right. Actually. Is well, either way, just some conventions yeah. there, and wouldn't you know it? There's a uh, you know there's a chemical attack, yeah. and so Snake Plissken puts on his jeans uh-huh. and just gets going. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'd be into is, it. Oh, Escape from Cleveland. That is such a funny title. Uh, I put Dark City on this list. Alex Price's Dark City. Okay. Uh, I have always loved Dark City. One of the things that I think is so fascinating about Dark City is it came out in 1999, the same year as The Matrix ostensibly they're the same st- I've said ostensibly three times in this that's podcast. one of your words that you always use is it yeah Ugh, I gotta get rid of that I yeah. don't like that well I like the word the thing but is you don't use it wrong yeah if you used it wrong it would be fine I wish I had more words for that uh, but it's so it's, it's presumably the, yeah it's pres- although presumably is more my assumption ostensibly means that it's being put out there as such right yeah. yeah yeah it's they're like the same movie basically I mean if you look at the actual plots of Dark City and the Matrix they're ultimately about the same thing they kind of have the same conclusion even um but the Matrix spawned two sequels, potentially more now. I think I've even I think I heard about that recently that the Wachowskis are considering more Matrixes. I'd um, watch it. I would. I would totally watch it. It's the same as the the Ghostbusters reboot, but instead of switching the genders of the cast, the filmmakers have now <laughs> switched genders entirely, so we get a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, but they, uh, although I think technically. They would probably argue that they were the gender they are now always and made it from that perspective to begin fair with. Enough, fair I enough. Think. I don't know. 
So I, don't know I imagine it. the perspective of having gone through the yes. transition is probably its own yes. perspective in that. Yes. Whatever. Sorry. Keanu Reeves is back. Yeah, That's yeah. what I want. That's what I want. That's uh, all I care about. But my point was, I would like to see Dark City expand like that. I think Dark City, you know, the way, again, there's sort of a similar story in the Matrix got to the Matrix got to spawn these sequels that are, you know, you can give them or take them, take them or leave them. I give them or take them, take them or leave them. Uh, there's things I like about them, things I don't like about them. They're fine movies. I like that they exist. Definitely. I would like to see more Dark City. I really like that universe. Darker City. Yeah. Darkest, Darkest City. City. Yep. Uh, I actually like that universe more than I like the Matrix universe. I, mm. I actually distinctly like Dark City more than I like the Matrix. So I just, I would love to see them expand that idea. Because to me, it's like the way that movie ends, well, are there more places like this out in the universe? Yeah. And what are they for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Like, I think there is a way to sort of continue that story and expand it outwards oh, yeah. uh, in a way that would be pretty interesting and fun. So I would do it in a way where after the events of Dark City, the Watchers are able to kind of put the lid on everything oh. and everything sort of reverts back to normal, but uh-huh. one person gets woke <laughs> ah. and they have to kind of prove that there's this. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, uh, almost. But like- I also would like to see more... Yeah, I'd like to see that I lens kind of like the back. idea to pull that back and go like, well, who are the watchers? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Are there more of these places? And what is their purpose? You know, I, I like the... Uh, although... Who's watching <laughs> yeah, the who's watchers? watching the watchers? Uh, who moons the moon men? Uh, oh! <laughs> that's a tweet, my friend. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, although, you know, then you start to think about it and you're like, although those are the questions that when they're left unanswered, that's why the movie is so good and interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was actually thinking about that recently. I was trying to write a sequel to It Follows in my head. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, this isn't on my list, but like yeah. that's a movie that I really don't think should have sequels right. and it should stand alone. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, you know what? In the same way that Halloween still stands alone and there's value in some of the sequels... I'd like to see someone creatively play with that conceit a little bit. I it's would, just a piece of me wants it. I would love to get to It's Still Fucking Following, yeah, the fifth uh, It Follows movie, and see what amazing, you know, after it's gone to shit in, in the oh, third yeah. and the fourth one, I would love to see the great creative young director that comes in and spins It Follows on its head and makes that like really weird oh, yeah. entry in the canon that gets forgotten immediately, but then 20 years later, everybody's like, no one remembers the fifth It Follows movie, but it's fucking really yeah, weird and interesting. Yeah, there's something crazy yeah, here, yeah. yeah. All right, so my next one, um, I guess this is actually similar to the Time, uh, time City, the Dark City, is Time Cop. Oh! Um, I've never seen Time Cop. Oh, uh, man, well, here's the thing. There are two. Okay. The second one, The Berlin Experiment, starring <laughs> Jason, Jason Scott Lee. I have it. I got it at the Walmart dollar bin. It's not bad. Uh, oh, really? And it posits the idea of just like, all right, let's take the technology and the idea that time travel exists, mm-hmm. and as a result... Because people sneakily time travel and it's not technically legal, you need a force of people to enforce time's continuity. That's all it is. Yeah. Love it's that like concept. People that's, go back in time the and give themselves money. Exactly. Yeah. So Jean-Claude Van Damme's job is to stop that. Yeah. Is to just protect it. And so, you know, people go back and give themselves power. Mm-hmm. So it would just be you could hit any time period in the world. Yeah, I like You could that. do a time cup in the past, a time cup in the future. Yeah. You could do you know, you could do a Back to the Future where someone alters it. Now they've got to fix it. Yeah. And whatever. There's a million different ways to play it. You you could pull a, uh, a, a Dan Brown's Inferno and have the time cop find out that the person he's trying to stop from doing something in the past is himself. <laughs> With karate. <laughs> Oh, that's the one thing that will connect all Time Cop movies is that at some point someone will avoid certain death by leaping into the air and doing a split between two objects. <laughs> that is just part of it. It's just the thing that comes with it. I love it. Uh, what else do I have here? 
Okay. Um, the Quick and the Dead. Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead. Oh, I love that movie. I I you know we're in a we're in a sudden sort of resurgence of westerns now. There's like there I feel like there's more westerns in the past couple years than there have been in a while, and uh, I could do with another Sam Raimi style western. That still yeah. feels singular and unique to me. I still don't That's think a I've good seen. Movie. It's a really good movie, yeah. and it feels for a genre where we've done it a million times, a hundred ways. It feels distinct. It feels unique. I want to see another. Western in that style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever seen Maverick? No. You should watch Maverick. It's not in that style, but I think Tom Cruise, in that right? way. No, uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, Gibson. It's yeah, a, yeah, It's a Dick Donner pick. Dick Donner pick. Yep, Dick Donner. Jodie Foster. It's a dick pick. It's a dick pick. <laughs> it's a dick pick. Yeah, I. it's not Quick and the Dead, yeah. but I think you'd enjoy it in the same awesome. type of way. Yeah. I will check it out. I would watch The Quicker and the More Dead, <laughs> or like... The, sl- the slow oh. and the living. <laughs> Dude. Dude. The young and the restless. Uh, the, uh, that's so funny. Dude, DiCaprio comes back and reprises his role. That's how you do that movie. But he's dead. Oh, he dies? Yeah, I didn't he remember shot that. shot to death in the shootout. I did not remember yeah, that. He's eliminated pretty quickly, God actually. damn it. I forgot. But Who DiCaprio's does survive that movie? twin brother that uh, wants yeah, vengeance yeah. as yeah. an adult... Um, I was just Gene thinking that Hackman. he is like he became such a huge star. Ooh, Sharon Stone can make a return. Ooh, I haven't Sharon seen her Stone, do that in a while. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, does uh, does does uh, Crow survive that movie? I can't remember. He probably doesn't. He probably sacrifices himself. That's got to be his plot. I, I've only seen it, but for once. Yeah, me I too. Gotta I can't remember. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd watch it again too. It's yeah. like that's oh, like dude. a good like eighty minute, just yeah. like it's so fun. Uh, this is a weird one. Okay. Um, I want to see another music video made in the thriller world. Oh, yeah. dude, that's great. I that love would be that. a cool movie. Dude, uh, if and it can't be a cover of Thriller, okay. And so it's like we could get Justin Timberlake or Beyonce, like yeah, someone yes. of that that level, love it. To just do another, would would you want it to be horror themed? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, um, what's his name? Stan Winston did effects for a later Michael Jackson uh, music video that was like Thriller didn't quite catch on. Okay, it's very weird. Uh, there's one part where Michael Jackson's in makeup to be a fat white guy. <laughs> very, it's very <laughs> weird. Like. Only Stan Winston could yeah. make this less scary than it than it is in <laughs> any way you could imagine it, and yeah. still scary. But no, I want to see another thriller. Yeah, I like that. It wouldn't have to be, but it just inspired by the. Uh, I think I, t- I picture like uh, Return of the Living Dead. Right. I picture you know the the organs, the synth, mm-hmm. just something like that. But it wouldn't be thriller, but it could be in that world. I think JT is a great choice for that. Yeah. Uh, Timberlake. I mean, the I'm I'm literally now. Picturing Justin Timberlake dancing his way in his particular awesome way mm-hmm. through a fucking horror movie, through it follows, through what you know what I mean. Oh like, yeah, you could put a modern sensibility yeah. on it with like modern tags, yeah. but you know I would. Yeah, I like that. Jay Timber Beyonce, get on it. Yeah, or team up, do it yeah. together. Oh, that'd be great. Make him Frankenstein, her bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> at one point, I would watch the fuck out of that shit. That's great. New I love thriller. that. That's a great choice. Uh, okay. I don't even know. I don't know how familiar you even are with this movie. It's something I saw recently, and I just thought this is a movie that actually you could do a cool ass remake of. Uh, and I specifically would want a remake of it. I think. Um, have you ever seen Race with the Devil? No. It's a Peter Fonda movie from seventy two, seventy three, something like that. It's a car chase movie. I've been watching a lot of those lately. But it's a great concept. But it, it's not a great movie. But it's a great concept. That's why I think it should be remade because it's like. Just take the concept and then make your own thing with it. It yeah, is yeah. a group of people. They get an RV. It's like a brand new RV. They're super excited about it. So they just want to take it out and go on the road. Uh, so they do. And then the first place they stay for the night, they happen to see a cult of Satan worshippers sacrifice a woman. Uh, so it's a green room. 
Uh, yeah, and the Satan worshippers see that they see them, and it becomes a chase movie where uh, just a group of innocent people are chased by Satan worshippers. That's awesome. It's Dude, it's such a cool concept. The movie itself, not great. The ending, amazing. I think you just take the concept, include that ending, make sure it's still got that ending, because I, I don't think there's any reason to change it. It's like a really fucking cool fever pitch kind of ending. Everything in the middle can be totally original and new. And if you make it right... I think that would that would be a great fucking like. What's it called again? It's called Race with the Devil. I feel like I've heard of that before. It's it's like it's a kind of a popular cult B movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is again. It's not like great, but it's really enjoyable and what a fucking concept. It's you ever really seen cool. Judgment Night. No, that's sort of like that too, but it's like a bunch of guys that rent an RV to go to a sports game. Oh, okay. You know, a bunch of guys: uh, Jeremy Piven, <laughs> Emilio Estevez, what? Cuba Gooding Jr. It's what? like yeah, it's wild. Oh, who's the bad guy? Dennis Leary. What? And uh, yeah, it's it's the strange. It's a very strange movie. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Scott lent me the tape, and it's funny. The tagline on the tape is misspelled because it says like "Don't think, don't move, don't even breath." <laughs> <laughs> Judgment night, and uh, it's but it, it's the same kind of thing. They yeah. witness like a mob hit. Oh, and then it's like got to clean it up. Yeah, so they're just trying to get out of there. Dude, it's cool. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great concept, and I really think that could be remade into like like again like somebody like. Adam Wingard, we bring his name up a lot. Mm. Uh, um, um, Ty West, somebody like that, I think, could take that concept and really make a pretty thrilling modern horror movie out of it. I think. And, Would watch. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Would watch. Or I'd even watch like ju- you know a James Wan or Justin Lin do it. Like somebody that's that has done some like great car movies yeah, that yeah, also yeah. have like really great like horror and action sensibilities. Do that, but that would be awesome. Would watch. Yeah. I'm going to actually look up that, that one. It's I, pretty I was cool. actually planning on potentially putting on Vanishing Point tonight. You should That's totally like part watch of my, that movie. my plan for the evening. Watch that movie, dude. Number one for me, and this one I thought Hit about, me. because this is a movie I know you didn't love, yeah. that I'm a fan of, and this mostly because of nostalgia and just because it is what it is, Yeah. but also because the source material is so much different and could be its own great movie, The Running Man. Oh, Yeah. Awesome concept, great concept. The one thing about the original uh, text, which I've not, I've not read, but I, what I understand about it is, it's not some action beefcake hero, right? It's like a little pussy ass guy mm. who's stuck into this thing and is way over his head. In over his head, it's scary. The thing yeah. about Running Man is it's not scary because you know that Schwarzenegger's right. He's gonna get out. He's gonna kick some ass. Now I love it because it's just it's, it's fun. But I, it's, I it's, I might sh- like it better now actually. It's as Schwarzenegger I've more as into it's, that at stuff. its most formulaic, without a doubt. It's just yeah. this is a Schwarzenegger movie. Made for this. I remember the one-liners and that felt like plug-and-play. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, so good. It's one of those, the concept yeah. is so much it's better than the movie concept. and can be reworked. Yeah. That one's what popped up when I was like, oh, they should do Westworld. Oh, they're doing Westworld. Oh, Running Man. Yeah. It's of that. I would see a Running Man. I would totally watch a Running Man. Uh, especially because just you saying that simple switch of like he's not a big brawny dude that you know is going to win. He's actually a small meat guy that's in over his head. Yeah, that's... You get scared with him. I'm never scared in Running Man. I never even considered that movie a horror movie, and I'm now realizing actually every element of it could be a horror movie, but because it stars Schwarzenegger as the action hero, Well, when we watch The Running Man as it is, we go, oh man, if I was in that, I'd be fucked. Right. But good thing I'm not. Schwarzenegger is. He's going to bust some skulls. Yeah. But if it's a dude who's... Like me, or yeah. just you know, I I can see some of myself. I can't see myself in Schwarzenegger. No, um, you know, but if I see probably myself fit in it, him, but I can't. Yes, yeah, so I can't. I can't <laughs> see. I could fit inside and not touch the walls. <laughs> but it, you know, if I see myself in a guy, that becomes a scary movie. Yeah, and you can hold on to the commentary, which would be stronger now anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, into it. Well, that's a great idea. I love that. 
Uh, I mean, I have and other. Of Richard Dawson, we'd get like Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Gordon Ramsay. Oh my we'd god, we'd get Gordon Ramsay. That's fantastic. Uh, I love it. I don't really have any honorable mentions or anything. I had some other stuff I wrote down. I did have this one question. Uh, do you think that I, this brought it up for me because I was thinking about it? Is anyone ever going to wake up remake a Wes Anderson movie? You know, it's weird. In my my thing here, I thought it would be really cool to do a prequel of Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, and I abandoned it. Yeah. But then in my head, I envisioned this trilogy of, let's see the you know Richie and them as as kids. Yep. Then let's see, Ooh. you know, twenty years later after Royal Tenenbaums, when Royal's been dead, you know, uh, uh, Angelica Houston and Danny Glover are married. You know, everything's kind of fixed or or not. Yep. You know, I would watch that trilogy, yeah. but I thought that would weaken Royal Tenenbaums, which right. really is just a moment. Right. I don't know if anyone could remake that's a my, Wes Anderson movie. That's my specific thought is like, could someone else make a Wes Anderson movie? I think someone could retell the same sort of story that's in Rushmore. Right. Of oh, yeah. adult and child fall in love with the same woman. Yeah. Are at odds with one another, but yeah. are so alike that it's, a, you know, that could be done, but I don't think it could ever be Rushmore. Right. Because. Much of what Wes Anderson is is his style. Yeah, and you know, it's like so you ma- could rework the story, but I don't think you could ever rework the movie. And his style is so meticulous that yeah. if you were to remake it, you would either feel the need to be beholden to it, and then mm. like, what's the point? Or you'll just get pointed at as like, yeah, you fucking you just aped his whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Or go distinctly another direction, and it's just going to be like, yeah, well, then that's not the movie that we all liked. It, the only like, way I the could style see is so intrinsic to his stories. If someone who works similarly to him, yeah, made like a side short film, yeah, like if there was, if someone decided to make a short comedy of just, you know, Steve Zissou's crew, yeah, um, on shore leave one night, yeah, 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 I could watch that. Uh huh. Something like that yeah. might work. Yeah. You know, something like if someone made a short film that's just one of Max Fisher's plays. Yeah, yeah. That could kind of thing. But the thing is, the person I'd want to do that would be Wes would Anderson. Would be Wes Anderson, yeah. I think that could be done. But as a remake, I don't think it I don't could. think so, right? Yeah. yeah it was I so, mean, I'd love to see someone try it. I, I, I would too. It, it was just such a strange thought to me. I was like, man. And I thought about it and I was like, I guess there's other directors I can think of that are examples of that as well. Yeah, yeah. But that I mean, he more distinctly than anyone else I can think of, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody could remake one of those movies. Okay. Follow-up question. Yeah. Could Wes Anderson tackle a project that is not what he wrote? Whoa. Could you put him onto a product? I, I mean, I, he's certainly capable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. That's so interesting. Like, yeah, because I don't, it feels like I, his movies feel so enamored of themselves mm-hmm. that I don't know what a movie would look like that he didn't get to be part of every piece of. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, his voice is in every character's mouth. His. His eyes are our eyes in those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. It feels like that's all so intrinsic to what a Wes Anderson thing is. I think he could pull it off. I agree yeah, with that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't know that it would even feel you like. Call it a Wes Anderson. I don't film. think well, he, well, I don't know. He did do like Fantastic Mr. Fox, which right. is an adaptation. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think he wrote still, the adaptation. Yeah, he wrote the adaptation. He went out actually when they shot that. They like went out and ran around and did that. So shit. cool. I don't know. I think he could probably. I think he could pull it take off. Take a Spike Jones script, like he could direct a her. Oh right, right. But I, I would rather 
him just write his mm-hmm. own kind of thing on well, that, that you know, theme. SNL, I think, asked this question like better than anybody has, which is they just showed the trailer for a Wes Anderson-directed horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, cause that's, I would love to see something like that. I would love to see yeah. a Wes Anderson horror movie. But it is it is that question of, like, can what he is what he does too specific? Like, can it be applied to other things? I think it can be. I mean, he would have to do it. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, like, he could definitely do an action movie. Yeah, he's done action yes. beats in his movies. Yeah, I actually, think like a uh, 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 Grand Budapest Hotel like really proves that dude could probably make a pretty interesting action movie. Oh yeah, those like sleigh chase scenes are like really exciting and interesting oh, cool. looking. Yeah, uh, that is really funny when what's his name goes over the cliff, yes. uh, Wiley Coyote style. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he could do. I, right, it's, it's interesting because I know he's capable of doing anything, Me but too. I just almost just want him to continue I to know. do his thing. I know, but it's I, I just I I know he could do it, but my brain gets lost going. But how? Yeah, like, what yeah. does it look like when he does it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what a superhero film by Wes Anderson the, looks like. I when have no I look idea. at, like, there's a, there's a genuine, like, I think as much of an idiosyncratic filmmaker as he is, the same thing would apply for Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. And with something like Inherent Vice, right. which he just found something that his sensibilities are attuned to, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's not necessarily one of his, that's a really trippy novel. Yeah. But he applied it. Yeah. You know, um, he applied to oil to make uh, uh, there, there will, will be, be blood. blood. Yep. But you know, then there's also Boogie Nights and mm-hmm. uh, Hard Eight. I almost called it Sydney. It's the original title. Ah. Um, which you got to see if you haven't seen. Oh, that. I have. So, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So that's a good movie. Jesse Riley, um, baby. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I, th- I think that there is a Wes Anderson thing out there that can be done. Yeah. You know? I, I would be so curious to see him tackle a genre that seems outside. I wouldn't even know what you'd call his genre, but that just seems outside it's of Wes Anderson. Yeah. He is what he is. I would uh, I'd love to see a Wes Anderson or do it. Do it, Wes. Yeah. Do it. Or science fiction. Or science fiction. You're listening, Wes. Do, yeah. it. do hit, it. Hit us with it. Yeah. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, make sure you guys check out at I Like To Movie on Twitter, and you can send us an email at I Like To Movie at gmail.com. We are still running uh, the contest for another week or so. Uh, so, your favorite musicians in a movie and why. Make sure you tell us where you're from. We're just curious to see where you are from. Hell yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan Scully. You can check out Cinadelphia.com for the reviews that I do for them. And it's just my name across all social media. Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, all that fun stuff. He's everywhere. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And even if you're not entering the contest, pl- please feel free. Interact with us. Hey, email us. Uh, we will be getting some T-shirts coming our way soon, and oh, they yeah. will be coming to you. Hell so yeah. So stay tuned. We developing prizes, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leave us a review. Yeah. All that stuff. Facebook.com slash I like two movies with the number two. I'm, uh, what'd you say? I keep sipping that cup like there's something that's been <laughs> empty for an hour. I just keep going for it. You can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. You can find me on letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. That's with an F. I review every movie I watch. Um, you, uh, we have a Tumblr up. Uh, there's not a lot there yet, but we got a kind of a cool Tumblr. I like two movie.tumblr.com. It's a uh, hub for everything. Yeah, it's another place you can find us. We're trying to get out there a little more. Maybe you'll see us on the Facebook Live video in the future. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. That'd be fun. Uh, all right, I think that'll do it for this week. Yeah, um, that's good. We'll be back hey, very we, shortly. What do you want to do next time? Do we talk about that on the air, or should we just leave it go? Um, what do we want to do next time? I know we were trying to get Jill in for Ghostbusters. Uh, not Ghostbusters. Goodfellas. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, right. 
I guess we can't announce it yet. Uh, right. It's a shame. We didn't think about that. That's okay. This That's is a okay. bonus episode. Stay tuned, this is a bonus but episode. if you follow us on our uh, pages, we will yeah. announce it. Yeah, you know what? That's what we'll do. Follow us on Twitter at I like two movie the number two. You'll find updates from us there all the time. We will tell you what the next episode is going to be about ahead of time. Uh, that'll do it for us. Yep. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I also am into this whole movie movieing thing that that we often bring up. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. I'm afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I don't know what that was.